welcome everyone to Papa Spice's Hot Taste with Hans and Harry. How is everybody out there in internet land doing? That's right. I'm switching it up on you all this week. Wanted to try something a little different, a little bit different delivery. Uh, we hope you are doing well. Uh, Harry, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm super pumped now. Uh, your your <laughs> opening was uh, incredible. It really grabbed my attention. I think it. Uh, I think it should be the new staple. Uh, Papa. Catch me at the uh, Razzies doing, next year. <laughs> I yeah. There we go. Exactly. I'm doing well. Um, it's we're kind of in in a weird period where I like to think back to when I was younger. And we'll talk about a movie later uh, that uh, reminds me, reminds you of, of when things were all, anything was possible. And I think about this time and it, it's kind of ties in with our episode today and with, le- with two weeks ago with just like, everybody's kind of doing their own thing. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're just kind of picking up and jumping into different things and seeing different people and going to different places. And there's this kind of party or there's this birthday celebration or somebody's getting engaged, somebody's getting married and you're just kind of out and about. And it's, uh, that's what I think, uh, just with a lot of the content, you know, when we're trying to talk about what, uh, we want to talk about, we get into this whole, like, Oh, did you see this? Did you watch this? And it's like, there's just so much out there. And, we were doing it uh, off air earlier where it's just like, we named like four or five things that none of us have either watched or started um, or one of us has. And it's like, yeah, I haven't seen any of that yet. And Mm -hmm. um, it's a great time to be alive. As I like to say, there's, there's so much goodness (laughs) out there. So gotta love your eternal optimism. Oh man. Every day. Listen, (laughs) I'm here for you. Be the the sun, be the sun, not the salt. Amen, brother. Amen. That's what I'm saying. A little inside joke for y'all. Hans, how you doing tonight, buddy? Good. When you were talking about, uh, you know, going back and, you know, it takes you back. Harry, did you watch Rad? Because that's how I feel when I watch it. It takes me back to a simpler time. (laughs) I was just hoping that maybe you would have watched it. No? All right. Where would I have seen it? You didn't give me any heads up. I told you I have it. I can I can lend it to you. I'm gonna drop it off after tonight. I, I will. Well, listen, you got to drop off MI3 because spoiler alert to the uh, the folks at home uh, listening, uh, or if you're on the road, or if you're at work, or you know just killing time. Um, I did not watch Mission Impossible three yet because Hanratty has not dropped it off. So mm. uh, Bro, I'm gonna blame the guy. I'm gonna blame the guy. The ball here. You live the guy seven minutes for me. Yeah, I'm gonna blame the guy with the kid for not uh, showing up to my house Damn. and dropping a whatever. Know, Oh, you're gonna miss a great a Mission Impossible movie. It's gonna be hands flicks. Your loss, dropping yeah. off DVDs. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I, I, yeah, I'm doing good. Um, it's you know we're we're kind of hitting that. We just there officially are in summer, so you know I'm finally open some windows and get some nice air come through, and it, it's just feeling good. Sit on my deck, but we have no lights, so whenever we sit on the deck at night, it's kind of just like dark. It's really weird. Buggy? Is it buggy? Yeah, no, it actually hasn't. Uh, it hasn't been as buggy so far. Um, I did a lot of like weeding, pulling all the weeds out on, and hopefully they kind of stick away or stay away, but we will see. Word. Yeah, but I, I agree with Harry's sentiment. There's a lot of stuff in terms of content. Um, I'm extremely overwhelmed. Um, I have like very little windows of time, so I'm like trying to That's see. That's how you like, live oh, your life, though. You're always extremely I overwhelmed. I like it's true. Like, am I gonna watch like like a new episode of Obi Wan, or I can just put like I think you should leave on, or or something I've seen sixteen times. So mm-hmm. you know, gotta okay. prioritize. Greg, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for asking. Uh, there is um, 
as you guys alluded to, and you know, the reason that we're we're doing uh, what we're watching again, uh, you know, back to back is there's a lot of content and it's, it varies. And yeah, you know, kind of like what you uh, alluded to hands, um, you know, we like to switch it up. It's like, you know, you got your comfort stuff, your classics, you want to rewatch or watch again. And then uh, you have some new stuff that's uh, fresh dropping and, you know, you want to uh, check it out. So we got a little bit of everything and we have such a wide variety. It's tough to, to just stick to one or two, films or shows and then and do a deep dive into it because there's there's a lot to get to so uh with that said you know let's let's dive into what we're watching Jump on in jump yeah, on exactly. into the cool cool water uh so i'm gonna kick it off and <clears throat> i actually did a rewatch because it's it's been quite a while on um the entire x-men franchise minus uh new mutants now i didn't see new mutants have no desire to see it had a very trouble production yeah it's just no interest whatsoever and it's it's not even like <clears throat> directly tied to x-men it just seems like it was very tangentially tied in at, if at all so i skipped that one but uh you know the x-men franchise um excluding new mutants runs from 2000 to 2019 so that's 19 years of of movies wow. and within there you have 12 films so you have the the original X-Men trilogy, which is three movies. You have the first class quadrilogy, uh, four movies. And then you have three Wolverine movies and two Deadpool movies. So it was quite the dive. And sometimes I felt like giving up, you know, sometimes I did. <laughs> I was like, why am I doing this to myself? You know, some of these movies are garbage, especially. Well, it's really weird. As you get towards the end of the franchise, it's very much feast or famine because like the solo movies kill it and then the x-men proper movies are just garbage <laughs> um so you know i'm not gonna dive into every single one but you know just my my lowest rated movies out of the entire franchise were dark phoenix at one star mm. and apocalypse the uh predecessor to dark phoenix at one and a half stars uh, my highest rated movies were Logan at 4.5 stars and the Wolverine Deadpool and Deadpool two all at four stars. Um, just some thoughts, you know, X-Men two, I think, you know, a lot of people praised it at the time and don't get me wrong. It's still decent. Uh, but I think it's, you know, it, it, it's like I said, it's decent. I don't think it's, it holds up as, uh, an amazing superhero movie anymore uh, like mm, you know people people kind of throw that out there with like spider-man 2 and x-men 2 and stuff like that and i i do feel spider-man 2 holds up but x-men 2 not so much um i don't know it's just you know it's one of those things and x-men is kind of dated and i just i look at all of the stuff and it, it's 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 very tough to put myself in the time because x-men one the first x-men movie that and blade were really the success of those two movies were really what kicked off the rest of the superhero onslaught i mean spider-man was already in production when x-men was um uh releasing i believe so i mean it, yeah. it didn't impact that per se but like it really set the tone for all of this stuff and it wouldn't be you know, X-Men came out in 2000 and it wouldn't be until 2008 when iron man comes out and iron man fantastic movie but even more than being a great movie, uh, 
it it is very reflective of the comic books uh, in terms of design and feel and just you know being true to uh, the representation of the characters and X Men. It doesn't really come across as that not not as much anymore. You know, in a in a post MCU age where we we get all these flavors and and uh, you know characters are for the most part. Um, represented true to form you know some some changes are made but uh we get great looking costumes uh superhero costumes and we get you know uh origin stories that most of the time match up and everything and the x-men movies i mean they did some of that but they dropped the ball on some of the other stuff and you know i don't know if that was because of it being of that time where it was really kind of at the the tip of the spear uh, and there just hadn't been predecessors or if it was kind of Brian Singer, you know, being a a jerk bag because he's got all his stuff going on. Um, Maybe a combination of the two. I don't know. But anyway, I'm digressing there. Um, You know, as, as far as the movies go, like I said, Logan, definitely the one to check out. Um, Even if you're not a fan of comics, I think maybe even more so if you're not a fan of comics, that's the one to go to because it's such a, uh, a standalone piece and you really don't need a backstory of X-Men and all this stuff. Like they, they kind of say, Hey, this is the world we're living in. Where are the X-Men? This is what happens. And then they just, you know, put it to work. Um, and then as far as, you know, representing characters uh, accurately, the Wolverine and Deadpool and Deadpool two, all three did fantastic jobs, so I would recommend those as well. The Wolverine, man, that would be a 4.5 star movie for me if it wasn't for the last, like, 20 minutes. The last 20 minutes is just such a letdown. It's, like, overly CG and, like, Wolverine, who has these adamantium claws and skeleton. The adamantium's getting chopped off, and it's, like, and it's supposed yeah. to be unbreakable, and it's, like, what? I don't know. It's just, it's silly. Um, but... Had it not been for that stuff, the rest of the movie was fantastic. And it was directed by James Mangold, the same guy who directed uh, um, Logan. So, you know, he he knows what he's doing with that character. It was just a disappointing third act. Uh, Anyway, uh, that's that's my whole spiel on the X-Men franchise. You guys have any thoughts on any of the movies in particular, your faves or uh, least faves? I mean, going back to, of course, the first one that that kind of set like you had said set everything in motion for what came after um we got we got that i mean before we i think we even like you said to iron man in 2008 we got three x-men movies now Mm -hmm. every time i think of x-men i like it's hard because i don't ever even though they share characters like wolverine i don't really i always consider them two different franchises it's hard to like i know they're the same story at least they tried to be and I, I always consider, you know, first class was a was a, a reboot, I guess, of of the um, the early 2000s movies. But I, I don't know. The, the first two movies honestly always felt like Wolverine origin stories to me. Um, I think they were a better origin story than X-Men Origins Wolverine was. Hmm. Um, and I, I feel like there was so much emphasis put on the Wolverine character because, I mean, he is a fan favorite and nothing against. I mean. He's a Hugh Jackman played that role fantastically. Like he was one of those where people were afraid he was going to be a, a bad Wolverine because he, I think this was his first major movie he acted in. Uh, Cause he's normally on uh, like from the stage. Right. 
and he killed it. Uh, but whenever I did going back to my original thought is like the first two X-Men movies are, I think are great. I think the second one is, is at one point was my favorite superhero movie. And I think they do a better job. I think it did a better job at the superhero, I guess, more comic book, comic book D type movie than the first one did. I feel like Mm -hmm. the first one was a little, a little action, like not as much action. And it kind of just revolved a little too much on story. The third one is, is one of the worst superhero movies I've ever seen. Uh, the last stand. Uh, I remember leaving the theater in that movie thinking like this movie, I don't even know what happened. Uh, it just, it was just a lot. And it, it's a shame because like, I mean, they kill Cyclops off like 10 minutes into the movie or something. Mm. And just a lot of weird choices. And again, they, they kind of put the focus a little bit on Wolverine with, with Jean Grey being, um more central than she was in the first two but i mean the, the, you take the and the later movies did this with the the new the four new ones is they take classic stories and just they butcher try them. and fit them in <laughs> one movie like mm. the phoenix saga is one of my favorite stories in and i don't rem- i don't remember reading them in the actual comics i remember from the animated show mm-hmm. and they just they butchered that twice I didn't even see Dark Phoenix, but I know they butchered it because that's, I mean, it. the animated show is a truer ad- adaptation of that story than either of the live action versions. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's and, it's pretty close. And I always love that from I always love that story from the animated show and, and they ruined it in Last Stand. I heard they ruined it in Dark Phoenix, which I probably won't go and watch it. I like casting choices that they made in the newer um, the newer movies, but it just it, I feel like I don't know. I don't feel like it was executed well. Um, the last one that I saw was Apocalypse. Uh, I'll probably never, ever, ever watch that movie ever again. Um, so there's that. That's saying a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I had to pick a favorite of them, I, I always forget Deadpool's part of the part of that that world. Um, I would say Logan. I I, I said it before. I absolutely I, I adore Logan. Um, I own two copies of it, I, and uh, I'm not sure why. Um, I think they were both given to me as, as presents by two separate people. Um, black and white one, version. You got the black. One and white of them version. has the black and white version, which uh, I I love. Um, but I, I and Greg, just to your initial point, I see this less as a superhero movie than like pretty much any other superhero movies. It, it more fits into like a western mm-hmm. genre, and you know, it's another movie where Professor X just is violently violently murdered. um like every other every other series he's in um but i think it was a good way to end like wolverine i I think going into i think they're going to be handled much better in the mcu uh, if they ever make an x-men movie i mean it's leading towards they will but i think they're going to be much more handled and much more secure in kevin feige's hands than fox fox was more along the lines of we're just going to take whatever we're going to take original stories mush them together and throw them against the wall and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, two quick points on some of the stuff you said. So first, I- I'm not going to save this for our, our whenever we do our next random spiciness movie or uh, topic. I'm just going to throw it out there now. But I actually, I actually prefer the way they did Dark Phoenix in The Last Stand versus the way they did Dark Phoenix in Dark Phoenix because they butchered the story so much in Dark Phoenix. And, you know, I, I think, um, oh, God, what, uh, why am I, 
um, Mrs. Jonas, uh, Sansa Stark with uh, uh, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. That's right. Thank you. I don't know why I was blanking. Um, Sophie Turner. I think she's she's a great actress, but uh, Famke Johnson. I think just um, she was a little more mature, so she was able to, I guess, express and emote a little better um, and and look a bit more menacing. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's that's my hot take regarding that. And, you know, it's funny because uh, you mentioned um, them, you know, Fox just saying uh, just pulling random stuff and, and kind of doing whatever. And in some of my reviews for the movies, I actually noted that because it just seems like every movie is like, OK, what what cool character can we fit in? Like, it doesn't matter if they look like the character, if they act like the character, if they have a similar origin to the character. It's just let's throw these people in and and play with them and smash them up like like action figures. I, I compared Brian Singer to a, a like a little ten uh, year old kid just smashing his figures together because that's <laughs> like he, he didn't give any care or thought to the the characters. And I know like I know look you're not going to have time for an origin for every single character. Not every single character is going to be a meaningful character, but pare down the amount of people you're introducing and then give them some some meat to chew uh, rather than just throwing in 50 characters and it's like and they're like blinking you miss it and it's like oh that was that person blah 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 you know I don't know so that that's just some of the, my other thoughts on it uh, Hera how about you what are your thoughts on the X franchise and faves and least faves yeah I mean we talked about our uh, favorite non-MCU DCEU superhero film so mm-hmm. I was curious for you because you had Logan as an honorable mention Does, mm-hmm. do you think this falls into your top five now do you think it bumps anything out you had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Spider-Man 2 Blade Dark Knight and Unbreakable I mean obviously with it being the highest on this list and in the X-Men universe do you think it do you think it cracks in there at all no, no, I would give all those movies fives. I think it's mm, okay. Logan is is a close entry, but it is right. uh, it is okay. slightly shy of that elite five. Wow. <laughs> that was my that was my one interesting question to you. And then my other one was obviously I was big and I haven't revisited since mm. we talked about it. But first class and um, days of future past. Mm. And now for you did a rewatch of those. What did that did that help hurt? in any way um especially compared to the original uh i I don't i guess you could call it yeah original trilogy um and then i guess they did two movies like uh you know there so excuse me my because i was i was i was obviously fighting for him and i had first class in my top five so for sure uh my thoughts on those movies didn't really change um x-men first class it is a very well-made movie but I yeah, don't yeah, like I the movie point, itself, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, so so like I can't when I whenever I rate stuff, I, I kind of take both things into consideration. It's like, how much did I personally enjoy it? How well crafted was the movie? And, you know, sometimes they balance. Sometimes I give one more weight than the other. Whatever. It's it's my review. I can do what I want. <laughs> so yeah. live um, your life. Yes, exactly. So with that one, I think I weighed the craftsmanship of the movie a little more than my enjoyment. Um, you know, there's, there's parts I like about it, but just, it doesn't ring to me like an X-Men movie and days of future past. Um, you know, I, I, I rated that, uh, well, I rated first class three stars and, and days of future past three and a half days of future past is good, but it's just, 
knowing what the original story is and like, you know, having loved that original story for decades and seeing what this became of it, um, it's good, you know, but it's, yeah. it's not like it's not on the same level. And it's so funny because there's such an iconic shot from the comics. It was a, the cover of an issue where uh, Kitty Pride is standing in front of uh, a brick wall. She's got the Sentinel spotlight in, on her and the brick wall behind her has posters of all these different mutants and mm. one mark exterminated, slain, missing, you know, all these different. Yeah. And it's like it just it gives such a vibe. It's a very iconic cover. And we don't even get that image in the movie. That's I mean, you would, you would have to to really change around a lot of stuff in order to tie that in. But it just, um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it seems like a, a bit of a loss there. Some of the stuff, the, the plot stuff doesn't make sense. Again, they just kind of throw in lots of random characters and Kitty Pride magically has the ability to transport people back in time <laughs> out of nowhere. Don't know how that fits in. Um I didn't like the Sentinel design for the future Sentinels. The old Sentinels looked okay. Uh, but, you know, those are just well, nitpicks, I yeah. guess. I mean, it, it is a, an enjoyable movie, mostly. So, Well, I don't think anyone uh, will argue that you've uh, you've kept your uh, nerd card for another two weeks um, <laughs> yeah. with this deep dive into the X-Men franchise. Uh, but I was going to say, too, I got to show you how to make lists on Letterboxd. Uh, oh, so I know how to. Can- all right, well, get to it, my guy. You got all you, these movies that you rated. What do you want me to make a list of? All the X-Men, the X-Men franchise. There's your title right there. Oh, what? Just like ranking them? Yeah. And then oh. put them all on a list. So I because I, I do have profile. I have a MCU list and a Pixar list. So I don't think you do. I'll no, I do. That. I'll check uh, it better out. Check it. You letterbox experts. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's a uh, joint. You gotta, you gotta get back on the hive, Chris. And, and I did. Become... I, I, I rated two movies in the past two weeks, and we're gonna Whoa. talk about both of them. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, yes. I'm excited to hear yeah. about them. One um, on, on both on what, each end of the spectrum. We gotta. Well, and, we gotta. Uh, there's controversy surrounding one of those. Yeah, so. there, there is controversy. <laughs> controversy of true. brewing. Uh, um, all right. But, yeah, oh, yeah, I was go gonna ahead. say, Greg. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, it seems like you, you know, uh, you weren't really changed on a lot of things for it. So that's interesting to see with the franchise and maybe the original trilogy. You're leaning a little less um, mm-hmm. nostalgic for, which uh, is interesting to see because I think a lot of people would be like, "That's the OG. That that's the way to do it." Um, for it, so yeah. yeah. Okay. And one thing with um, Days of Future Past, I will say that I think I got caught up. This was and a lot. of This happened a lot. Like, I think probably with like the first Transformers movie or something like that, too, where you watch it initially and you're like, wow, that's so cool. Like, it's so great to see, you know, the professor Xavier, the Xavier's communicating and and you get an older like like these like Magneto's returning. And it's like, so cool. And the idea of it, the concept of it's great. But uh, I mean, going back, watching it the second time. Uh, I feel like when I watch it first in theaters, I'm like, wow, that was fantastic. The second time I'm like, all right, it's kind of, it, it's an, it's a, as the kids say on the Twitter, it's a mid movie. It's all right. It's, um, you mean, so you? That, yeah, I've never used that term in, in Twitter. And actually, you know where that's started from? I don't. To my it, knowledge, uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, a wrestler. He's the one he started calling people mid. And then I saw oh, really? it blow up everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well, that's that's mid. mid that that uh, days of future past is mid. As, You're right. You shouldn't it. say it. Stop, please. Yeah. It doesn't slap. 
<laughs> it doesn't, yeah, it does not slap. <laughs> oh, it slaps, whatever. baby. It slaps. Whatever the, uh, the hell the kids are saying nowadays. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on from X-Men. Uh, Hans, what is your first uh, thing you have up here for us? All right. So I'm just going to jump to one of the movies that I, I, I recently talk, uh, mentioned that I letterboxed was a new release on Netflix uh, a couple weeks ago. It's the Adam Sandler basketball movie Hustle. Um, I don't know what I put this on letterbox. I think I might have done like a don't four you and a half lie. Or a you know we do. You, Did we I put do. a five? Did I five it? We'll get I'm to it. You got yeah, it. You, go you have your moment with Hustle. Um, <laughs> I all right. So there's a couple different things about this movie. Um, a it takes place in Philadelphia in the Sixers, and I mentioned on this podcast I love. The Sixers a lot. Like they're probably my favorite Philadelphia sports team right now. Um, Adam Sandler, I love dramatic Adam Sandler roles. Uh, I really do. I think that you know movies that he does, like Murder Mystery on Netflix and the other dumb comedies that I don't watch them. Um, even though I did watch Murder Mystery, not a Hubie Catherine. Halloween guy. A Hubie <laughs> Halloween that was one, and there was like another one that that came out. Like I, I really think like Sandler's a really good dramatic actor and. Mm-hmm. His last two dramatic roles were this and Uncut Gems, which Uncut Gems, like, uh, gives Uncut me gem. Uncut Gems gives me anxiety. I, I watch a movie twice, and each time I felt so uncomfortable, but like not in a bad way, where I had to turn it off. Where you're just like, this is not going to go well, and it just like, and he plays that role so well. Like, I, I just I love it. Um, Hustle. He's a scout for the Sixers. He finds a uh, an unknown name on the streets from spain who um bo cruz is his name who he Ooh. brings back he brings brings back and tries to basically get him get him drafted and he you know, he trains him he wants to, his main goal was to be a coach he wants to be a coach somewhere um in the nba but uh you know he clashes with ownership uh who's played by ben foster who's doesn't have a lot of like time in this movie like he's kind of like i guess he's considered the villain um and uh Urkel. i think you meant to say x-men the last stand alum ben foster ah, right. yes it's a nice segue um and urkel is in this movie uh you, you don't white. i don't think he says anything he might say like like three lines um but you i i remember i forgot he was in it and i screamed oh my god it's urkel and Catherine's like where and then the next scene he's in she's like oh there he is um there's a lot of nba players in this movie one of the oh, actually one of the villains villains is played by anthony edwards who's not isn't anthony edwards but he's like a real his name's kermit um but he's like a real trash talker and he's like a real like gonna be the number one pick and just full of himself um there's a lot of good basketball action in this movie a lot of cool references to and and some of the players that they have in the movie um i i honestly i i love this movie i really do and i'm not i'm not being biased because it's it's um it's about the sixers but i i thought like like sandler i think really did really well with with this like coming off of a dramatic role from like uncut gems uh i think a lot of the praise he's getting (laughs) i think a lot of the praise that he's getting is um is warranted uh, you know, I, I think the other, uh, I, and I cannot ever pronounce his name. The guy who plays Bo Cruz, um, he, uh, he plays on, uh, the Timberwolves. I Hernan Gomez. Is that That's his, his name? last name? That's his last yeah, name. I, yeah. Um, I think it's Juan Hernan Gomez or something. something like, yeah. Mistaken. Yeah. Bo Cruz is much easier to say. So I hope and when, uh, when, you know, the next season starts, they call him, just call him Bo Cruz. Um, I think he's, he's phenomenal. I mean, he's kind of like a big child. But like coming into playing on the streets in Spain to 
the big kind of world of the NBA. Um, other supporting cast like Queen Latifah's in this. She's great um, as as uh, as Sandler's wife. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't think either of you guys have watched this. Um, not yet. Not yet. Okay. How dare you judge me? Um, this is if 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 this movie, pro- and I'm not and I'm not joshing at all. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> as the kids twenty should, years ago said, should he save this? <laughs> should he save this for hot takes? For the hotties? Should I save this for the hotties? Yeah. If if we were to go back in time a couple weeks and do our sports movies, this would probably make honorable mention for me. Um, I, I really like. I wanted to watch it again after we were done. I said it like right to Catherine. I'm like, I love this movie. Glad like, he gave I, it time I, to marinate. Yeah, and Catherine <laughs> watched it with me, and she said it was it was a bad, which means it's a pretty good a good movie. Um, yeah, I, I just praise. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the ringing endorsement. That's wasn't all you bad. have to do. It, it wasn't bad. It was pretty good. And then she, and she was in. Um, but you know, I, I, you know, I, I, again, I don't know if it. You know, a lot of people online were saying it, it, it's great. But you're, I'm also reading that on post of like Philadelphia sports, so I don't know if they're being biased mm-hmm. as well. But I don't know. Reddit handle hustle number one fan. Yeah. What, what's your beef? <laughs> what's your beef that I put this on somewhere on Letterbox? Oh. I think I did like four and oh. a half. Listen, I don't it's even not know beef. It's it. just you know the, Inconsistency. the internet is the truest place that we know to find information. Um, Greg, do you, a, tell, do you want me to tell? you want me to tell the story? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, yeah, so, it happened within a span of twenty four hours. So lay it yeah, on. Us. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was I was scrolling through Letterboxd as I tend to do, and I don't have many many followers slash, but you know, feel free to follow me um, or. <laughs> I don't have many people who I follow. So I, I see hands and he, and he rates uh, hustle. Four. There's four a four stars. out of five. Four yeah, stars yeah. out of five. Very, mm-hmm. very much aware of that. Good rating. Um, good rating. Was mm-hmm. surprised that he wasn't five star, five star on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. His hand ready tends to be. Oh, I know where you're going with this. I'm, I'm because then, I put it on Facebook. I put Hold on. on let the man tell and the story. Then, <laughs> no, I'm ruining the story. <laughs> and then I jumped on the Facebook and I was scrolling through and I, you know, I get my, my buddy, my buddy hands his feed on there. And I see some people are commenting on his posts and it says hustle 10 out of 10 highly yep. recommend. And now I'm just, now I'm just confused because I just want to know, you know, in this world, in this society where sometimes down is up and up is down and there's so many problems in the world, I can't live or get another night's sleep without knowing the true fact hands of, is it five out of, is it 10 out of 10 or is it four out of five? Yeah. I, I mean, I, let me just somewhere in the middle. Here. I'm four and a half. It's like <laughs> I'm, I'm no mathematician, right? But I'm pretty sure four doesn't out of five it, doesn't equal 10 out of 10. No, it equals different eight. fractions. It equals different eight. Doesn't letterbox go to four? It goes to four out of four. It goes you to can't five. Give it. No. Oh, it goes to five. five out of All five. the way oh, up to five. That. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I really have no method for why I put that. I mean, <laughs> I probably was just I'm, because you know what? No one's going to watch the movie. I put it on Facebook. and I'm like, hustle eight out of 10. You got to like speak it up. I only have like three Ooh, people okay. following me on Letterboxd, which is you, right. Greg. I don't even know Greg. I don't even I know do. if your wife I follows do. me. Okay, there you go. So you got to like more. I have a bigger audience on Facebook, so I got to like promote it then. Are you, know, are you on the Sandler street team? Like, why are you out there <laughs> speaking the good word of hustle? <laughs> I know. I just like. I, I think people should see it. It's a great movie. I I will sleep easy knowing it's four and a half now. Uh, yeah, I think four, four and a half. Yeah, yeah debate settled. Uh, yeah, I just. I was, I was having trouble. I was having trouble. My. Guy. I know you were. I knew. I knew where this was going. Right. Like right, right, as you were as you were tying it up. 
um, is a great movie. Uh, it's I, I'll, I'll do I'll do nine out of ten. That's right there. All right, cool. Right. Well, that's a ringing endorsement for all I'm my gonna, Facebook will... fo- for all my Facebook followers that are listening. It's still a ten out of ten, so I'm not going to go back <laughs> to my word. There. This guy, this guy. I'm. Uh, I will say I'm very excited. This this would have been right up uh, eighteen to twenty one to twenty two year old Harry's alley when I when I played a lot of basketball. Um, not not professionally, not <laughs> collegially, just uh, no, definitely not as, collegially. <laughs> just just on the the Ben Salem Street team. Yeah, yeah just just on the Ben Salem Street team. Um, so this would have been right up my alley. Um, it's something that I'll probably end up watching. Is it long hands? Is it like, or is it a nice tight? I think it's a night like one forty five. No, it's like okay. It's, it's about like I think it's like one fifty seven. Nice. Okay, so two hours. Yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of perfect in that window. So really looking yeah. forward to it. Um, I appreciate your ring endorsement. Hopefully, you know, either the folks out there enjoyed it as much as you did or, you know, are going to want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, likewise, um, I am excited to watch this movie. Uh, having a glowing endorsement from you is mostly a good thing. <laughs> um, but- Whatever. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm being serious. You know, I think we tend to align on most movies, but uh, or in the general range anyway. Uh, of course, there's always a few outliers like the Batman, but uh, can't win I, them all. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I have I have Papa can't queue. be right all the time. <laughs> yeah. OK. Oh, God. It, since this is an audio only podcast, folks, Hans is showing his the Batman My, book, the art of the Batman <laughs> book. It's a coloring book. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, uh, hustle, hustle looks good. Uh, looking forward to it. I don't know. I'll have to see if the hype is real with this being a, a top five sports movie, but I think it'll be a darn fine movie regardless. It's the hype isn't just real; it's really real, mm, really real. Okay, yeah, and they said that in the nineties. That's yeah, that's what the kids say. <laughs> For real. All right, let's move on. Uh, Hair, what do you got first? Yeah, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go uh, a little bit in uh, you know as as I like to be the theater boy of the three of us. I, I went out and saw the new Jurassic World Dominion. Mm. Um, gonna be honest, uh, I think we talked about Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't watch it. Uh, I did see the ending before, and I did. I think I have seen the first ten minutes of it, or I remember when the island explodes because I was doing either quality Spoiler. check or was just bored at work. Um, spoiler for fallen kingdom but not for dominion yeah, we're not, not doing for spoilers dominion. for dominion we are not doing spoilers, fallen kingdom, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> it's all a spoiler well, so i watched a recap video just to catch myself up and it was pretty self-explanatory i mean in the trailer it does a good job of being like hey here's how you know this is the situation um this movie to me was uh highly disappointing um i don't know who this movie was for um i got big big ghostbusters vibes out of it um, with the way I felt about it. And uh, as I've explained on the other pod, it just felt kind of cheap. And, you know, with bringing back the, uh, the cast, um, I, I will, I will shout out, uh, shout out my friend, JC, who's, who's review. He said, listen, the story kind of stinks, but you know, there's still the CGI shots of the dinosaurs and the action scenes, which are quality. I would beg to disagree. I think if uh, you want good quality dinosaur CGI, jump back into 1993's Jurassic Park. Shout out box office game today. Mm. Um, and uh, I do it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, there you go. You got 200 points this on game, the board. Yeah, right, guys. for real. <laughs> Come on. There you go. In real time, hands is like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to show them all up today. Um, 
but uh but yeah it's just um i felt a lot of the characters were flat um you know i i did feel the the best moments with the with the characters were spent with the with the older og crew um there there's a storyline in this that diverts away that there's a problem that isn't actually because of the dinosaurs well i guess it kind of is but isn't to do with dinosaurs which is just baffling to me Mm -hmm. um and i feel as though there's a couple movies in this movie that would have had they gone in that direction would have been better and I know our boy Trevoro, Colin Trevoro directed this and he said this will put a closure on the story or was doing it like I felt like this was just a mess. Mm. Um, and I rated it uh, two out of five stars on Letterboxd. And my big question was, I don't know who this is for, because and now I, I will say this as well, just closing a loop on it before I toss it to you guys on either anticipation, obviously low for Chris. Um, Greg, I know you just well, you just said you didn't see Fallen Kingdom, so I don't no, think no, you're... I did. I did. No, I was no, talking maybe. about hands, oh, hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but I know Greg just did a rewatch, uh, as well, right. so he kept his nerd card last week, he's got it this week. Um, my biggest like everybody's seeing this movie. Um, this is this is a popular choice, I think it uh, with Lightyear coming out this week, Jurassic uh, World Dominion still was number one at the box office. Um, so I think either. I might not be in the minorities reviews because I don't think reviews have been very kind, um, but a lot of people are seeing it. So I think it's kind of that one movie that, you know, similar to why I think Top Gun is successful, because if you saw it in 86, you know, chances are you're in your 50s now. And it's like, hey, you got a, a son that you're taking or your family members um, with Jurassic Park. It's, you know, 1993 were what is that, 30 years? So, you know. Even, you know, even if I saw it, I would have been five, which probably would have terrified me at the time. But, you know, um, I think it just touches all those different generations and it's got that IP. Um, and I mean, listen, we can debate it again if you guys want to. But I thought Jurassic World was solid. Um, but, you know, it's kind of just a carbon copy and paste. Um, Fallen Kingdom, I, I don't really have a, an opinion on other than didn't really care for it uh, to see it. And but yeah, this is cleaning up at the box office. So I'll toss it to the to the Jurassic fan here, uh, Papa. What are your What are your thoughts on on Dominion? Am I, is my review shading your your desire to see it in any way, or are you going to be? I'm probably going to hate plan? watch this. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> like because now I'm going in with such low expectations for it, especially off of how bad Fallen Kingdom was. And, you know, watching the trailers for this, the, it, there wasn't anything outside of the, the return of the OG cast that uh, that makes me really jump up and down. It's like, oh, I got to see this. Um, I just man, it sucks because it's it's a franchise that I, I really like, uh, similar to some other franchises. And I feel like they've done such a disservice to it for so long that it's just it's time to wrap it up. Be like come on, we gotta, we gotta yeah. end this. And you know, it's the same. I feel the same way with the Terminator franchise with the predator franchise. Uh, and I think there was like one other too, but I mean, I just like, just let sleeping dogs lie. We got some, some good movies out of these. We got some not so good movies, made our money, had fun, leave the memories alone, you know, <laughs> there. hands. Uh, I probably won't see this um, and not just because I'm like not interested in it. Um, I, 
Colin Trevor has a really weird track record with me. Um, his first movie that he did, Safety Not Guaranteed, I absolutely love. Uh, adore yeah. that movie, and everything since he's done is just poop. Uh, to put it, we never got sounds like that episode. sounds like a bad track record, though. <laughs> I, I, I that's what I mean. Like, that's it's just it's not a weird like, track record. I, I wanted one. to see, like, the, he released one movie called The Book of Henry that I wanted to oh. see, and I ended up not seeing it universally and panned. That's what I know. A lot of people have said it's not what the trailers have, like, what it it's not what it looks like. And I'm like, all right, I, I, you know, I like safety, not guaranteed. And then uh, I, I didn't go back and watch it. So whatever. So are they doing a, um, uh, a library cinematic universe where we're going to have a crossover between the book of Henry and the book of Eli? Yeah. Yes. Yes. With so that, who's in, who's in, who's in, um, uh, book of Henry, Jacob. Oh, oh, I, oh, uh, oh, I love Jacob. book of Eli. Yeah. Book, yeah. Of, book of Eli is fantastic. Um, but well, Yeah. No, but I, I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm done. Like, like we said, I haven't seen Jurassic Park like in full, and I know that blows your guys' minds. But I just, I, I'm not surprised with you, but you, you're not a Spielberg I, guy. What? I love Spielberg. Do you see Jaws? No, it came out like <laughs> it came out like 40 years or 50 years two, ago. Two of it. his biggest movies of all time. You know, two I haven't the seen biggest Jaws movies of all time because. I said, I, because I, I was like, maybe when by the time I was going to watch Charles, I was like, like 15. I'm like, oh, there's a shark in the water. Like, I already like don't like the ocean. I I hate going in it. So that is that's true. Fine. I don't, I don't really care that much. It's just a shark that eats people. Uh, that's such a good movie. Is it? Is it? Uh, it is. All right. I'll yeah, take your I, word. I'll watch Charles three instead. You know, they are do? all streaming on Peacock. <laughs> all, well, you know what we should do? We should we should plan a day when Jaws is being reshown in theaters and uh, go to a packed house with Chris yes. and take him on a little trip. Dude, you're gonna hear you know what you're gonna hear? You're gonna hear I can't wait. I'm gonna um, yeah, uh, and when water. you fall asleep, I'll throw some water on you and scream shark. Oh, uh, more water. <laughs> um that's no, right. Chris um, is Chris is more of a fan of Tintin and uh, movies of that nature of the great Steven Spielberg. He's a big Tintin ilk. guy. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he thought I, Crystal Skull was right on target. He oh, I love that. It. Was, uh, that really set uh, the world ablaze. I thought Last Crusade would have been the proper ending, but now Crystal Skull ended it perfectly. Um, I love that silence after I said that. Um, yeah, Dominion is just like, I think it's just one, to me, it's just one of those movies where it's just like, it came out 30 years ago and we're going to get the old cast back together and we're going to really rely on um, on just, I, I'm trying to think of whatever the word is, but um, nostalgia. like nostalgia. Yeah, like we're going to rely on nostalgia. It worked for Top Gun. Top Gun is an amazing movie. Um, but yeah. I think with this is where, you know, a lot of people Jurassic World had was I, I think it was like critically like accepted. It wasn't like blown out of the waters. Fallen Kingdom kind of went downhill. And I think when they were right in Dominion, they're like, let's try this. Let's see if they want to come back. And I know yeah. I know Jeff Goldblum came back in Fallen Kingdom. But other than that, they wanted to get the other guys. I and it just I, they probably were just like, oh, let's see. Everyone. Will, it's going to break box office records to get uh, Sam Neill back. Well, here's yeah. the thing, like looking comparing those two movies it's like and and granted i haven't seen either of them but as an outsider looking in at the process it seemed like tom cruise played an active and large part in bringing top gun back to screens and um you know he he wanted to make it as good as it could be i mean say what you will about tom the crazy man but um (laughs) you know he was very passionate about this project 
and it's paid dividends for him. Jurassic Park, on the other hand, or Jurassic World, um, it seems like they're just in churn and burn phase and they they wanted to pump out another movie as a cash grab, get what they could out of it and go like, I don't I don't get the sense from anything that I've seen thus far or heard about Dominion where it's like, oh, yeah, these guys crafted a a lovingly crafted a tale, you know, and brought back the magic and all this stuff. It It looks like mindless sequel fodder. Yeah, and I, I think that shows. Like, I don't think Sam Neill was like, guys, we gotta, we gotta bring back the glory. We gotta bring back that, you know, the moments of like having the dinosaurs on screen is like a special gift um, mm-hmm. of like, holy cow, like this is incredible. Um, yeah, it just didn't feel like the heart was there in it for me. Um, and like you said, it felt more studio. So I'll be interested to see when you got well, when if Chris ever does circle around the Jurassic World, but specifically for you, Papa, mm-hmm. if you when you watch Top Gun Maverick and Jurassic World uh, Dominion and kind of the con- comparing and contrasting those two, because they're both making buku bucks at the box office, which is great to see. But that kind of it's I don't know, it's a, it's a little interesting to me for for a movie like that. And um, just wanted to give another quick shout out to uh, two of uh, Hanratty's other favorites from Stephen. Uh, our man Spielberg, uh, BFG and Warhorse. I know those are top of his list. Um, I fell asleep during Warhorse. I can see his five stars on Letterbox now. Maybe four on Facebook. I, I don't. I'll I don't be honest. I totally forgot about BFG. Yeah, yeah. I, totally I saw it. it's not bad. Um, the audience yeah, I, did too. I think if if you if you had to put me in a room and tell me like the only way I can get out and survive is I had to give you a synopsis on either Warhorse and Secretariat. I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So I thought, I think when Warhorse came out, I was like, isn't this Secretariat with Tobey Maguire? I hope there's somebody on the podcast just ripping you one right now on the other side, listening, just like this guy doesn't know Warhorse, but Warhorse, that was when they gave Seabiscuit the super soldiers here, right? Seabiscuit, that was not Secretariat, Seabiscuit, see? I don't know my horse movies. (laughs) Shot him full of steroids and put him on the battlefield. Yep. Join join us join us in two weeks for our next episode. Our Best favorite horse, horse movies. movies. Yeah. yeah. So we can name and, and misremembering their titles. We're all gonna have the same four. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Uh back to me. I am going to bring up my next one, which uh kind of going back into the Adam Sandler train uh with 2007's Rain Over Me, directed Hubie by Halloween. Yes, Hubie <laughs> Halloween. Uh, directed by Mike Binder. Um, Rain Over Me, I it, it had been quite a few years since I had seen this, but man, I just absolutely loved it. Um, I gave it three and a half stars. Uh, so, you know, not quite perfect, but uh, the story is just so well done. This is another dramatic role for um, Adam Sandler. And he really kind of, it's weird because he, he has... He, he kind of talks with the Adam Sandler voice, but gives it a New York <laughs> accent. Uh, but the voice aside, the role itself and, and the emoting that he does is uh, and the delivery, I guess, is uh, is pretty, pretty well done. So um, just a very heartbreaking and, and touching story. Uh, you know, Don Cheadle plays his uh, college friend who happens to run into Sandler's character on the street and uh Slowly, you find out that um, uh, Sandler's character lost his wife and uh, daughters in uh, uh, the plane crash, uh, 9-11, one of the, the flights. So um, he, he basically just uh, completely shuts out 
um, that side of him and talking about it. And I mean, he has PTSD and Cheadle, you know, is trying to break through to him and, and get him some help. Um, and it's, uh, again, you know, very, very good, uh, very good performances all around. Um, there's two scenes in particular that really stand out. Have you guys both seen this movie or no? I have, I have not seen have. it, actually. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm the Greg here. Okay. <laughs> so the the scenes aren't spoilerific here. So if you don't mind. No, I no. I mean, okay. listen, it's 15 years old. I, I think I'm, I'm be okay. <laughs> You're good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there's um, one scene where uh, Sandler finally breaks down in uh, the psychiatrist's office. Uh, Liv Tyler plays his psychiatrist, um, who he finally agrees to see uh with Cheadle's help um he he had tried setting up help for him in other ways and he just wasn't buying it and finally Liv Tyler comes to the rescue but uh he keeps walking out on the sessions early and uh she's not making much progress and she basically tells him look you know if you want help if you truly want to move forward and feel better you're gonna have to tell your story to somebody and Sandler gets up in a huff and walks out and in the waiting room is Cheadle and he sits down with Cheadle and he just, you know, unprompted, just starts talking about his family that he lost and, uh, you know, lovingly describing each of them and what they meant to him and just little anecdotes and intricacies. And, uh, you know, Sandler breaking down as he's uh, describing them and, you know, he finishes and he's just like, OK, you know, time to put that aside again and, and just kind of walks out and leaves. So that was a very, very touching scene. And then uh, another one is uh, more towards the end of the movie. Um, You know, they're in uh, court hearings to determine uh, whether um, Sandler's character is uh, whether he needs psychiatric help or mental help, uh, involuntary help. And uh, Donald Sutherland actually plays the judge. He's he's only in it for a cup of coffee, but... um, the judge takes a recess in his office and invites several members of the um, uh, uh, families and, uh, you know, legal teams in to talk about it. And he uh, he just uh, he takes a, a really good approach and just absolutely kills that scene. And uh, he, he conveys what he speaks with such firmness, but also grace and uh, and, um, you know, respect for the condition that uh, Sandler's character is in. It's just uh, it was another one. It was a really powerful scene. And it's like, you know, he he fully realizes the weight of uh, what whatever sentence he's about to pronounce and, and decide upon. So he, um, you know, kind of it, it almost reminds me of the old story of uh king solomon and and his wisdom um donald sutherland just really brought that presence in so those two scenes in particular really powerful the rest of the movie um good uh not quite up to the the level of delivery of those but still very good and uh hair if you haven't seen it i i definitely recommend it um so with that said i'll uh i'll toss to you guys hands you have seen it what are your thoughts on uh rain over me I remember being really excited about this and it was different for me because I haven't seen up until this point, Sandler only did one other dramatic role. And that was punch drunk, punch drunk love, which I didn't see at the time. Cause that came out 
2002 and um what year was this it was 2007 yeah so it's a little late and i know like he did punch drunk love and i think he got a lot of like blowback from it and just stuck with comedy um oh no it was the other way around he got a lot of praise i thought oh really all right well maybe you know i heard i remember working into theater and a lot of people walking out maybe it was just the movie itself i don't know but i haven't seen it so i can't i'll I'll probably end up liking it if most people hate it like you know it was good um okay so he did that and then he went back to like comedy and then this was his second kind of dip into um uh like a dramatic a dramatic setting mm-hmm. um i when you first put this on here i got it mixed up with the soloist that mm. came out with um robert downey jr and james good Fox, movie also yeah which is very good yeah mm-hmm. um and i i with rain over me this was probably like my first Don Cheadle movie that I've seen. So a lot of the people that I wasn't too familiar with were in this movie that I was able to kind of be open up to. Um, I, I think that Sandler did another great, a, a great job in this for relying on comedy his whole life. And um, again, this was the first dramatic role that I've seen from him. Um, I think it was a, a he did a, a you know, a, a great job as someone with PTSD and you know Cheadle, you're uh, in these kind of movies where like it's kind of like these buddy movies. Um, you're really only as good as your co-star, whoever you're like. You're kind of in with it. So I think Cheadle deserves a lot of praise with that too to bring out mm-hmm. um, to bring out that performance in Sandler. Um, Liv Tyler has a really weird career. Um, she, I, <laughs> I, I really, I really like Liv Tyler, but it's like I, I think a lot of people don't think she has a lot of range, and mm-hmm. I think she does because like she's done teen comedies to um to movies like this to lord of the rings which is that fantasy like fantasy world and fantasy genre which she does fantastic and i don't know every time i see her in like a serious role i'm like i never think of her i always think of her and it's same with sean astin i always think of her as like arwin and it's just yeah it's it's weird i don't know Um, you know she's just she has that very like breathy delivery and it's like I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, in terms of range, sure, maybe I could see those complaints. But like, I don't know. I've, I don't think I've seen her in anything where I was like, no, she was actively bad. Like, you know, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I think you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I just see people people complain about her, but mm. I feel like her acting style and her ability like fits so well in Lord of the Rings as like that, like, like that soft spoken kind of, yeah. Uh, like elf elf character real beauty (laughs) yeah um but yeah i mean this is a good and this was i think one of the first few movies that that i at least i remember that focused on 9-11 and Mm -hmm. as as a as a plot point um i mean there was i think world trade center with nicholas cage came out like two years after the actual um the actual um 9-11 but I think this was like one, maybe like the second or third that really focused on as in terms of the plot. Right. So um, it was it was interesting to see how they handled that from a different aspect of the World Trade Center movie. Um, I think the only other movie I think that handled somewhat better is Remember Me, which you don't even know it's a 9-11 movie until the up. Oh, never mind. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's a Robert Pattinson it. movie. Um <laughs> So I'm just going to stop in case you're going to watch it. I didn't even know it existed. So it's, it's a good movie. It's, <laughs> it's a really good. good movie with Robert Pattinson. And you find out like at towards the end, spoiler alert for anyone, <laughs> skip ahead 10 seconds um, that the whole movie, he gets a new job and it turns out that his start, his first down a job is nine 11. Uh, and they like show it on like chalkboard. And like, when you're watching it, you're like, Oh my God, like, mm, all right. Yeah. It, it's not plot essential, but 
it's just a weird twist. Interesting ending. twist. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, but I mean, not a lot of, I, I feel like a lot of movies that if they handled world trade center stuff, I, I don't, I can't name a lot that were done well, but I think rain over me handled it from like more of a back end mm-hmm. um, part of it. Not like a direct, a direct um, effect. So, but yeah, I enjoy this. I, it's been a long time since I watched it. I would say I own it. I, I own it on DVD, but I haven't watched it probably in about 10 years. Hmm. I, now your recommendation. I'll probably have to go back and watch it. It's been it, it deserves a rewatch. Hair, watch it. It's good. Sure. Hair, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it feels like one of those movies that's like from the late nineties and very early two thousands, where it's just like in you know in a world like kind of has that voiceover mm-hmm. like you would see on like bef- as one of the previews before you start the DVD mm-hmm. uh, or a VHS. Um, so it kind of has that vibe to me. It's also interesting when I was looking it up that it that it came out in March. It feels like it could be kind of going for Oscar prestige stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I don't know if that was a studio decision or what, um, you know, and you know, like, I wonder if maybe they didn't want to release it, you know, later on in the year um, or if they didn't think it had the legs of it um, for whatever reason and whatnot. Um, I also noticed, I think the director really hasn't done anything since then, but I mean, you know, like Chris was saying a little bit, like when you have to, you know, what you're looking for with the, with this kind of movie is, you know, how are your two leads? And I think with Sandler and Cheadle, you have two good ones there. So, um, and you guys have definitely convinced me to, to think about checking it out um, with it. So uh, yeah, sorry. I don't have more to say on it, but yeah, yeah it's it all good. One of, one of the missing early to 2007 was like a good movie year for me when I started getting into more films that weren't just uh comedies uh so <laughs> was it just, one of the lost years <laughs> no it wasn't one of the lost years that's 05 to 06 working at the movie theater and just literally working there and it's like well you see movies right and it's like nah i don't nah. see movies. So, um but yeah cool all right uh hands moving on what do you got next for us all right i'm gonna we're gonna go to the other movie that we alluded to a little bit on my letterbox i'm just gonna jump right into it and talk about it um, the, uh, hopefully, uh, it's up for an Oscar in, in the, oh, uh, whatever best applauded moment or whatever the oh hell they're going to go with, uh, is Morbius. The Morbots. Uh, I, excess. I did it. Excess. <laughs> I did it. Um, I watched it. I did uh, it. I, <laughs> I, I've, I've talked so much trash on this movie. I've shared so many memes. Um, I've, you know, I've, you know, and, and, and you know, in conversation, I've said it's Morbin dime. Um, you've got to get so our, our friend. Alert. Hold on one sec. Our friend Dom got a shirt that says it's Morbin time, and I think you need the companion piece, a shirt that says I watched Morbius and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Yeah, I think that's the way to go for sure. It, it was everything I dreamed it was going to be, um, and, and and not to, like in terms of a and good that dream. dream was a nightmare. Yes, <laughs> this movie is is so is so bad. It deserves every bad things said about it if and i and this is true on letterbox and this matches up with what i put on facebook i put on morbius i said is one of the worst movies ever seen on letterbox i said if i can give this a negative i would but if it wasn't for matt smith uh, if it wasn't for matt smith uh, i'm pretty sure i would give it a negative review uh, he's the only good part in this movie and it's only because i think he's the only one having fun with with the with the role that he's in mm, um, good job he's not a great villain but it's just, he's a duplicate of Morbius. He, he's Morbius. 
that his powers are the same. He's a little, little more powerful because he drinks human blood, not artificial blood, which I didn't even know was a thing. It probably is for all you people listening in the medical field. I apologize. Um, I don't even know what this movie was really about. Uh, Michael Morbius is sick and he finds a cure with bats and he becomes a vampire. And then, uh, and he tries to stay alive by drinking artificial blood and his friend who of course has the same disease and has to get the same powers and then they the fight. same ultra rare disease. This is yeah, the same ultra rare. Michael Porbius. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't even know what it like. His his. What's, uh, he, they say his name, but it's not his real name. It's just the name that Morbius gives him. But he has another name. But it's he doesn't Edgelord. have like, Milo. <laughs> Milo it, is his name. That's, but what's his fake name? Luke, Otis. Uh, what? Yes. Lotus Milo and no, Otis. Otis. Ot- Otis. Yeah, it's Milo. <laughs> but then he has like another name that like he that I, I just I didn't know who the, who the hell was talking to. Jared Harris is in this movie for like three minutes. Like total. He doesn't have nothing to do. This movie ends. It like doesn't end with like like a satisfying ending. Like if you're watching Shawshank and you're like, man, like I'm brought to tears how this movie's ending. Morbius is the exact opposite because it just it literally just ends <laughs> after he beats and kills Matt Smith. He just fly like he, he, he I, the other girl I thought was, um, oh my God, whatever her name was from uh, Eternals. And uh, I'll think about it, but I thought it was someone else, like the main actress in it. Um, Morbius suck. No, not uh, no. Summer Hayek. I oh, thought okay. it was Selma Hayek for at least a good 10 minutes and it wasn't. Oh, her. I was about to say, don't tell me Selma Hayek's in this. No, she's no, not. She no, okay. someone who looks like her okay. is in this. And I thought it was her for 10 minutes. And I was like, that's not a younger Selma Hayek. Like, uh, you know, okay. Selma aging, would they can do never. whatever they want. The, with the special effects in this movie, they can do whatever they want to make, uh, to make uh, what's what did you What did you think of the fighting? Because I thought the fighting was actually kind of cool the way they All right. did it. The first scene like where the... he turns in the Morbius, I yeah. thought was like, I thought it was really cool. A couple of really cool shots with the slow motion, but yeah. they had to do slow motion because he moved so fast that you wouldn't know what was happening. It's just a blur that happens in the screen. Yeah. I, I, but when they pause it and they do like do like bullet time kind of action, that's cool. But then when when Morbius is fighting Milo, you literally have no idea what's going on. At one point, they go through like underground and they're going through buildings and all. And you, it just all you see is rubble with just a mush of of colors. Just I don't even know what they're doing. Who's fighting and who's doing what? And then it just ends. He suck. Oh, he sucks out his girlfriend's blood so he can get more powerful. And then the last scene. And I'm sorry, Greg. I, I, if I'm spoiling this for you, after good. Milo dies, the next scene is um, uh, Tyrese looking up at the sky because Morbius is flying away. Then it does a quick cut to his girlfriend who was dead. Her eyes open up, and then it's just another quick cut like that to Morbius flying away. That's it. There's no like, what's Morbius going to do next, or like, is he going to be a good guy or, or whatever? It's There's Morbid nothing. Time. It literally just ends, and then it goes into these awful mid credit scenes mm-hmm. that make absolutely no sense to if they're gonna like they're gonna try. I I understand they're like Sony was like, oh man, No Way Home. Let's pull some things from that. But we're not gonna like we're gonna say Spider Man, but we're not gonna include Spider Man. We're gonna bring Michael Keaton into it. Do you know what happens at them at the end? Have you read about uh, them? I read them and I think I've forgotten them already. So Morbius <laughs> just undoes the whole um, people going back into their reality after No Way Home, like the villains from No Way Home. Uh-huh. In this, in Morbius, in, in its universe, um, Vulture gets taken out of his original universe and plopped into Morbius's. Makes no sense. 
Mm-hmm. And Michael Quaid, he's wake, he's in a jail. And he goes, I hope the food's better in this joint. Then it goes to the credits again. And then another scene where Vulture has pretty much the same armor that he had from No Way or from Homecoming, which wouldn't make sense because he didn't transport with it. Right. So, I don't know. And I don't know if there was. Uh, I'm getting way too far into it. Whatever. Oh, baby, I, what yeah. is you doing? So then he meets up with Morbius and he says, I don't know why I'm here, but I think it has something to do with Spider-Man. We have to stop him. And Morbius is like, I'm listening. And then it ends. Like, why? Morbius has nothing. Like, it It just, Spider-Man doesn't come up at all in this movie. This is the, the biggest piece of crap I, I've seen. Like, I, I just, I'm so mad because it's like when I first saw the trial, I'm like, this might be good. This might be a, a bit, a bit good. And it's not. Do they have that terrible line from the trailer where he's like, no. we are Venom, JK, JK, I'm Dr. Michael yes. Morbius. That's oh, in the yeah, movie. Not, that. not the Michael Morbius one, not the Michael Morbius yeah. part, but he goes, I am Venom. He's like, no, I'm just kidding. But he doesn't oh say God. I'm the Michael Morbius part. And what um, about is that is that scene in there where I guess they're like walking in an alley and there's a Spider-Man that says ooh, murderer. Yeah. That's not in they it. Cut, they cut wow. every bit of Spider-Man in it. It's in the last wow. mid-credits scene. That makes no sense. Where the vultures, it's a CG vulture. It's Sony a CG knew vulture. What they were doing? CG vulture, hundred yeah. percent. He oh, doesn't yeah. even like, lower his mask to show Michael Keaton. Uh, yeah, it just like, has his it. voice. But he's like, I'm not sure why I'm here, but I think it's because of Spider Man. And then he's like, We got it. Like, I'm putting a team together. And then Morbius is like, I'm listening. And then it just ends. <laughs> I love. Uh, I loved your generic bad guy video game voice there, Chris. <laughs> We got to get Spider-Man. We got to get the bat. I feel like I, you know what? It's funny. And, and homecoming I've seen maybe in the past like six months. And I don't think he has like, like a New York accent. I think Michael Keaton just sounds like Michael Keaton, yeah. but not in Morbius. He actually yeah. has like, and when he's in jail, he's like, I hope the food's better in this joint. Like, <laughs> so not only did you get transported to a different universe, you now no. have an accent. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad. It really is bad. It's almost to the point where I only went the red box knowing that I, had to spend a dollar 99 on it but then i forgot to take it back so i eventually ended up having to pay like five <laughs> bucks on those <laughs> jokes on me <laughs> i feel um, dumber having listened to that synopsis and it's I that's don't, not I don't, any reflection <laughs> on you that's totally I, on morbius i don't know how to think it like i and I, it's just I, and there's it, it's i know there's going to be a sequel because everyone on the internet won't shut up and i'm included with that and i know they're gonna like the internet's I, it's, small everything's so small nowadays on the internet that it feels like they feel like their movies being talked about in a positive light and it's well that's why it's because you got a bunch of studio execs who don't understand millennial and gen z humor and it's like oh metrics are trending this is a a topic that everybody's talking about and it's like yeah negatively (laughs) it's a joke yeah yeah i i mean and and i I think dom was the one that shared it when he said like there's like a there's a uh like a change.org it says yeah. please release more for the third we time we all had stuff weekend. to do that day yeah um i i but know terrible. i know for a fact they're gonna get a second there's gonna be a second one i just i know there is and i it just it, it gives me i have no absolutely like what little faith in sony i had i have no faith in them and they're doing a craven the hunter movie where he's not did you read about this, Greg? Oh, I saw. I saw. Yeah, where he's not hunting uh, people. He's not. He's he's an animal protector. He's so he's basically lover. like he's like an agent of PETA. And he's Folks, like a, for, for the people that are not as up to to par on comic knowledge. Craven, the hunter, as he is known, is a hunter 
of big game and animals. He walks and around with people. a coat of fur. Like- exactly. He has a lion's mane that he wears around his chest. He hunts and kills animals. But here, Sony decides, no, <laughs> he's an animal lover. He's going to be an anti-hero who's probably going to hunt people who hunt animals. And it sounds awful. Um, and that's I why I had wait for this to tank also. <laughs> I get yeah. like Sony is just at this point, just like asking for bankruptcy. Um, <laughs> but uh, but with uh, going back to Morbius, like I, I'm kind of glad that I watched it because like I love to see like these kind of movies where like what the hype is and how bad they are. And it just I feel like being in comic book and I still haven't watched Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> um but I'll watch this. I'll watch this again. Um, I'm just kidding. I'll never watch Morbius ever again. <laughs> um, but I know we're going to get a sequel because the internet's a terrible place and Sony's going to win. And it's good. This is, this movie is going to have the same life as the room um, in terms of longevity, where there's like, they're going to show this at midnight showings and uh, people are going to like, at what certain points in the movie, all going to yell, it's Morbin time. And I think in a few years, it'll be just it'll be in the same category as like Halle Berry's Catwoman. And like I don't know, man. Trank's Fantastic Four. Twitter like didn't exist be... when Catwoman came out like Twitter. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, if world. it did, then, you know, yeah. it would. So I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think there will be midnight showings of this. I think it'll just be so relegated the... to forgotten meme land. In terms of in terms of uh, if I had to rank this movie, I th- like I said, I think I, I gave it zero stars on Letterboxd. Um, this was one of the worst movies I've ever seen, like superhero movies and movies in general. I so. have some films to introduce to you, my friend. Shout <laughs> out, seen shout out to more mob. But yeah, more, I hate the more mob. <laughs> Our buddy Dom's the part of the more mob and Tim. I just he bought, yeah. yeah, and, and Tim. <laughs> yeah, both of y'all like I you need like some kind of like I we got to th- we got to have a chat. <laughs> As long as that more mob is that as long as that money went to it, like not Sony, fine, then whatever. But if that money went to Sony to make a Morbius 2, I'm going to be mad. Leto used his more money to uh, to buy a crib like he had in Dune 2049. And and also the fact, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also runner. the fact that like Later Leto runner, is man. like Leto is Good in call, on the joke. Huh? Leto is in on the joke. And because he read like the fake script oh, for Morbius yeah, 2, it's yeah. Morbin time. And I'm like, this is like they're Sony's just waiting like if they're doing like a comic-con this year i don't know if they are like or whatever i i'm just afraid sony's gonna be like here's our lineup uh craven the hunter and whatever madam web and mm-hmm. uh and morbius too yeah there is there is a comic-con so i guess we'll be anxiously waiting with bated breath for great news of the sequel great leto's gonna come out everyone's gonna be like damn it yeah <laughs> we here it comes Harry, any right. thoughts on Morb? Uh, yeah, I hated it when I watched it. Um, <laughs> I hate watched it as well. I'm the only thing that I'm super thrilled about is that Hanratty hated this because had he came out of it and been like, wasn't bad. I I honestly <laughs> don't know if I could have done this pod. Um, <laughs> I might have had to take a take a couple days. Uh, I did think know, about like doing like because you said something in our group text about it being a troll. I was thinking about just like maybe like five minutes just going on about the things that I liked about it and then just like mm. negating it right away. But I, cl- I yeah. so five I minutes of crickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this well, is Jared Leto's um, this, in it. 
<laughs> I can't wait till it's free, Greg, and it's a Friday night, and you're in some mode, and it's eleven thirty, and you you see it, and it's runtime's like an hour forty five, and you just hate watch it. I'm like, this is here's the movie when thing. you're having like a bad week on a Friday, and you're just like, if you're having a bad week at work or whatever, you're just like, it can't get worse, so you just pop this in and just like watch it. That's what I did. Here's the thing. Some movies I like, I will give that stamp to like the two I had mentioned, Catwoman and Fantastic Four. Never saw them. Never will watch them. This is going right in that pile. It's never going to happen. Right in the Disney vault. Yeah. The Batman was going to be that until you guys, you know, forcibly abducted me and and made me go to that Thursday screening. But uh, before you drove drove uh, to come see it. But yeah. for many months, I swore the Batman was going to be on it, but but yeah, now that Morbius is firmly in that pile, it ain't coming out, Chief. So, <laughs> all right, maybe the next one. Yeah, all right. Moving on from the Morb Mob, uh, Harry, what do you got? Uh, so next up on my list uh, again, I just saw this last night. Uh, theater Boy over here, uh, Lightyear. Um, now this is the first Pixar movie to be released in theaters since Onward, and Onward was only out I think for about a week or two before uh, it got pulled. Um, once the pandemic and everything had started uh, officially underway. Um, So when I think about this movie, I think about what Chris Evans had to come out when I think either the first trailer or image dropped. And he was basically like, this is the movie about the guy who inspired the toy. Um, This movie is actually, and they tell you this in the first 30 seconds, this movie is inspired by, uh andy seeing this movie in 1995 so it's actually not a real person uh that this is based off of it's based off of a movie character so Um, andy saw this this all right let's rewind here this this movie (laughs) came out as a 95 in 95 in the toy story world and then there were toys of it which is how we got our buzz yes Bro, I can barely understand this. How do you expect a child to? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the child isn't reading the Twitter or cares about what Chris uh, Chris Evans has to say. Um, there's, yeah, so that's kind of the, the first thing. So uh, for, for a movie from 95, it looks great. Um, I got to <laughs> <Sure>. say, um, <laughs> I was, uh, I didn't get a chance to see this in a premium format as I love to uh, advertise for the folks out there because the premium formats were all showing before five o'clock and uh, I didn't catch it over the opening weekend. So I had to go during the weekday, which meant uh, seeing it on the biggest screen I could, but not in a premium format, which um, I think takes away a little bit of it because I do think it actually is a pretty solid space movie. Um, my biggest problem with this, and I, I've been debating on whether my official rating for it is two and a half or three stars. Um, because it's kind of plain. It's not what you expect from Pixar. It's not at the level of soul or turning red. Um, this is kind of B C tier for, for Pixar for me, where it's just kind of feels like, uh, you know, this is now, now don't get me wrong. I think we're turning red is probably for, um, a slightly, I don't want to say older audience, but maybe like a a preteen. Um, this one, you could probably put a five-year-old down and, and they'd be, they'd be fine. Um, this one just felt to me a little bit, uh, influenced a lot by, uh, the new Top Gun, um, in a weird way, uh, but also, uh, heavy influences of Star Wars. 
um, from sounds to sound effects to the way things look. Um, it was actually laughable at some moments where I was turning to, to our buddy, Tim, shout out Tim, um, and laughing with him at some certain scenes where it's like, dude, this sounds like exactly like this. This looks exactly like this from star Wars. So, um, from that element, and it wasn't like, it's one of those where you catch yourself and you're like, is this on purpose or is this like, just because they have the licensing, um, and overall, the story, I didn't find Buzz to be very likable. Um, and I feel like it didn't spend enough time on the characters that might be likable. Um, so for me, this was it was a little disappointing and probably mid-tier. But um, I'll jump to hands as the uh, as another fellow, fellow. I mean, I would even say more of a Disney household. I mean, you've already trained your son to watch these movies and love them and force them upon him. So that was... That was you and your wife's choice. So congratulations to you guys of getting no, your half. Right, you're half right there. Um, copy <laughs> understood. Uh, just wanted to be on the record. And um, yeah. yeah. So, so thoughts on late year. I mean, is this, I mean, also we should say this isn't on Disney plus um, which originally a lot of the Pixar have been. So are you guys trying to make plans to go see this in the theater? And cause it didn't make a lot of money. I think it only made 50 million opening weekend for Pixar. That's, I mean, you know, there's probably a bunch of multitude of reasons we could dive into, but is this a movie you guys are planning to see or are we waiting on uh, till Disney plus shows up? Um, we were just actually, Catherine and I were talking about this last night. This might actually be Finn's first movie. Um, oh, nice. So we might on July 4th, depending on where we go, like we might go to like Woodhaven or something, um, yeah. you know, local small theater, but we might, um, we're not sure, but we, the, I, he'll be, I know he'll want to see it. He said he wants to see it, like just by looking at commercials. And I know he loves Buzz Lightyear. Um, yeah. So I think he'll be into it. Me, on the other hand, I, I just, it just, I don't know. I, I think this movie's a cash grab, obviously. I, I feel like the fact that they made it and they're like, all right, well, like we're going to make a, like a, whatever confusing origin for this movie of how we're going to do it. Um, yeah. I, I think I, I I'll probably walk away going like probably I, I I see myself walking away similar to you being like it was okay like a two and a half three like it's fair yeah um I but I will okay. yeah I will say there's a ten minute scene early on in probably the first half where it, it does kind of pull at the heartstrings like it does all it's supposed to do like the socks companion is definitely manipulating you to be like this is cute and adorable and I want one right. Um, there's a 10 minute montage scene, which is, uh, I think is probably the most powerful part of the movie. Um, but that's, that's kind of it. Um, as far as like emotions from me, uh, yeah. in a way. So my, um, my favorite thing that I saw was on, on Twitter, where it was like a picture of the Lightyear doll. And, yeah. um, it was like, so let me get this straight. This doll is based off of whatever going back into like the bringing up like this is doll based on a doll from a movie, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. you want me to buy this toy again? And it's like the same thing, but it's just yeah. like a different head. It's just like oh, dude. So Lego Lego does that all the time. I can't tell you from all the toy like because I still follow when they put produce new Lego stuff and it's like city yeah. Lego. And it's like, yeah, this is the same cop truck that I had just with like a better design now and cooler right. colors. Like yeah. it's it's all the same. Um, um but yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll 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 go see it. Um, I, we're we're okay. still debating whether or not if, he, if he's if he's kind of ready to go. Um, I yeah. mean, 
he'll like I said, like like I said before, the pod, he'll sit on he'll sit yeah. on the potty and watch Monsters University for like an hour. So um, it, hey. like maybe we just bring the potty with us on the. Yeah. Well, worse comes worse. You go, you see it. He's not enjoying it. You just get theater credit yeah. for the folks out there who don't know. Just leave. Say my kid can't. You know, isn't saying. Yeah. Can I get some credit for it? And Take him in the Top Gun. Bada bing, bada boom. You're all you're yeah. all done there. So, Papa, yeah, what about you? I know. Uh, I know you've been not a proponent for Lightyear um, from from the get. Um, any desire? Are we waiting for the plus on this? You're gonna try and get the fam out to go see it uh zero interest um it's nice. that, it, yeah hey I, I look and it breaks my heart to say that because i'm a pixar guy and i'm a disney guy uh love the toy story movies well maybe not four but the other three are good um but i just they're like again you know saw the trailer nothing grabbed me don't like the concept don't like the redesign it just seems can like not <laughs> Uh, it seems intentionally confusing. It's like, why? I, I don't know. It's just, it's all a, a big cash grab. And it just, it doesn't seem like there's any heart put into it. Am I going to watch it when it comes on plus? Sure. I'm not spending yeah. any hard earned money to go out to the theater. Like I, I barely get free time as it is. So I'm not going to see something that I'm not looking forward to. Um, so yeah, I yeah. Mean, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it just to, to say and, that I I've watched it and round out the bases, but uh, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and honestly, there's there's two other things I want to point out. Uh, mm. Just again, Buzz for me just didn't really feel very likable, which is kind of hard uh, when you have Chris Evans voicing him. But they really did, I think, a poor job with that. And honestly, for ninety until the moment happens, I honestly forgot he has wings uh, to be able to be utilized, um, which is actually pretty funny to me. Um, maybe that's just me. Maybe you guys are more classic bud head, buzz heads where it's like, Oh yeah, he's got the the pilot wings to use. Um, but yeah, I would definitely throw this, um, you know, when we did our Pixar rankings uh, definitely in that Incredibles two, monsters university cars, three car two range mm. where it's like, Lower this end of the is spectrum. lower end of the spectrum, which is, you know, I think we're a little, the when we did our rankings together is probably towards the definitely the bottom half. So but I'll be interested to see when you guys see it. So, OK. All right. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, I am going to bring up two things, actually. Uh, first thing I'm going to do real quick, which is Ms. Marvel, because I know you guys have not watched it yet. Mm. Uh, but I just want to say if anybody out there has not watched Ms. Marvel yet, including you two, make it a priority. Uh, this show is fantastic. It's so good. All of the characters, especially the lead, are super likable, uh, very funny, very relatable, fresh, young, vibrant, colorful. Like it's all of that. It's so, so good. Um, Iman Vellani, who who plays the lead character, Kamala Khan, uh, just fantastic. Um, like I said, very, very charismatic and funny and down to earth. All of these people feel like real teens, uh, you know, which is is good. And um, yeah, you know, they, they change up her powers a little bit. Not going to go too much into that, but I think what they do with it works. And um, it's just it's so dude, it's such positive vibes and energy. I, I just like, I cannot. Yeah, I cannot compliment this show enough and if you guys have not watched it go out of your way to watch it you know i feel i felt a little burnt out after moon Knight. that was the first Ugh. show that kind of like it just you know it was okay but it didn't it didn't hit it didn't swing for the fences like the others have for me this 
totally turns it around and, and does a complete 180. And I legit, you know, and I know we're only two episodes in because I haven't seen the one today, but like this, this could be up near the top for me. I'm enjoying it wow. that much. Yeah. So nice. yeah, you guys definitely got to check it out. The, the one thing I just want to kind of touch in on with Aman Vellani, she's like a real like hardcore nerd. Oh like, yeah. In terms of like her comic knowledge which I appreciate because yes. you have like what uh, whoever shared in our group chat of uh, like Christian Bale, who's just like, I don't know what the MCU is. What's the MCU, just, mate? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to make money. Like, and it's, it's cool to at least, like, like you know, like, just, I mean, I could think of just a, a job. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like, I bet you like, he has no idea like who like Gore was before, like uh, this even came up nah. and, and like even Gwyneth Paltrow, I think they asked her about, something with of like one of the other movies that she had absolutely no idea she was even they asked, like yeah they asked her about a movie she was in and she was, was like, like oh infinity i was war. in that one i think it was like infinity war and yeah. she had no idea like her scene was even in for that movie um so or no, fair, that, she's no probably was, um, just standing in front of a green screen reciting it was, lines and it blends it was, together um, spider-man homecoming it was the end of homecoming that she oh, was in right. yeah and right. she had no idea she was even in it so whatever and i appreciate like that when you have a uh when you have someone who is this knowledgeable in terms of source materials and comic yeah. and just excitement because i think if someone you get you get an actor like look at ryan reynolds for deadpool like he absolutely like loved the character he knows yeah. the character and loved it and i think that's what works out so well and i'm excited to start watching this and we talked a l- briefly before where i'm like i feel like this just kind of crept up really quick and like coming right off of moon Knight, then you have obi-wan and mm-hmm. and i know there was there was some um you know some uh stuff out there promoting it and I didn't, I feel like I just took a backseat to everything else that was coming yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and the marketing was there, but not as strong as they were giving to like Obi-Wan and the finale of Moon Knight. Now Thor's coming in. It was just, it's an unfortunate time that it was released. I would have waited till maybe like August or September to like, just wait till everything's kind of done. And, 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 but you know, it'll be another I, Marvel show for sure. Yeah. Uh, She-Hulk's up next. They're already She-Hulk, yeah. promoting She-Hulk. Yeah. That, that comes out in like August yeah. or something. Yeah, I think August or September. Um, I, and I think they pushed Miss Marvel up from next year to now. I think I thought it was just coming out in 2023. Oh, they, the Marvels, you might be Ms. right. Mar- no, Miss Marvel. I thought they pushed it up a, oh, like a significant oh, 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 amount oh. of time. Oh, maybe. Um, yeah, but it just I, I thought it was really weird with Disney's idea to release that. But oh, I, I do plan on watching. I mean, I watched the other Marvel series, so why would I stop here? Not hitting that fatigue yet. Here, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, there was a really cute, uh, I forget what site it was on, but I saw the uh, the video of it where um, Aman uh, Vellani was uh, inter- being interviewed about um, asking if she could recite all the Marvel yes. movies. Yes. And she goes ahead and recites them all, and she thinks she has it, and there's a pause. And then she's like, I got them all, right? And they're like, no, you forgot one. And then she's like, which one? And uh, she forgot Captain Marvel. So um, it's kind of a funny because she, <laughs> yeah. and so it was a really cute moment. Um, so check that excuse. out if you haven't. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to dive into this. It's just, you know, diving through the plethora of content. It's just, you know, hopefully before Thor, I get to catch it, not because I think there'll be any tie ins, but, um, you know, as, as Feige says, you know, it'll be revealed soon as to uh, what our plans are. So, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, I don't think that'll be in Ms. Marvel, but still worth checking out. Oh, it'd, be, it'd be so good. It'd be so good to throw it in there. 
All right. So that was my first thing. Uh, second thing was I was scrolling through Netflix. And what did we say Netflix is good for? But uh, old movies. Um, old movies. Yes. And I came it, across yeah, so many classics. Yeah. I came across one that I had not uh, or that had not been on my radar before, which was 1989's Lean on Me um starring uh morgan freeman and you got robert guillaume beverly todd uh lynn figpen for all you where in the world is carmen san diego enthusiasts and well it's funny too because she actually she plays kind of an antagonistic character in this and i just could not look past her as being the nice (laughs) kind lovable punny chief so but uh i just looked at a picture of her yeah now i'm like i take it take me back to carmen san diego yes but uh but this movie was really good uh i gave it three and a half stars out of five um you know it's it's a little formulaic you're there you're not gonna uh have any major plot twists or you know things of that nature but that doesn't mean a movie can't be um executed well even if you know you kind of can guess what's coming up not everything has to be a surprise uh morgan freeman's performance in this was fantastic it's very polarizing because he plays a uh a no nonsense very you know kind of authoritarian figure he uh the basic premise of the the movie is that he was a uh principal and um he he was brought in to reform uh, the worst ranking school in the state of New Jersey. And, and this was uh, based on a true story. Um, and it seems like it was, uh, it seems like it hews pretty close to the, the, the actual events, but um, uh, he, he goes in and he cleans house. Like he is very no nonsense in turning this around. And, you know, yes, it becomes kind of like an authoritarian state. Uh, but uh, at the same time, um, he gets results. So uh, very, very interesting. Uh, like I said, loved Morgan Freeman's performance. Um, kind of cool to see him young because, you know, you're used to seeing him uh, aged a bit, um, or at least I am from his roles in the past, you know, two, three decades. And this was even further back than that. So uh, it was pretty cool. In fact, the very first scene, the opening scene is, um, He's playing a teacher in the 60s and he's rocking a daishiki. He's got a full blown afro and he's, you know, he's uh, got a by any means necessary poster in the background. He's teaching, you know, kids about racism. I'm like, yo, I'm all for this. Like, give me this. Uh, so, yeah, very, very good movie. Um, highly recommend. Have either of you guys ever seen Lean on Me? Uh, I think I've seen it in high school. Uh, I have, but I haven't revisited. I think I watched this in, in a I honestly can't even remember what class, but I just, you describing it. I remember watching something that sounded like this, but if that's the case, I haven't watched it since, um, since then, if it's on Netflix, it's an old timey movie. I'll check it out. Uh, you <laughs> know, they still, they still have Star Wars. They, yeah. Bro, you were alive when this movie came out. Uh, old timey. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, until, and you know, until Netflix adds rad, on there then i'm not i'm giving up on their pre-90s movies um no i'll check this out i i again i i do love old school morgan freeman um i think that he i think there was some weird point where he uh he kind of went the uh the way of de niro where he started doing goofy comedies Mm. instead of um kind of sticking to the they did like an opposite of sandler um 
but I, I do I do really enjoy old school Morgan Freeman stuff. So I would definitely go back and check this back out. Yeah. I for, I forgot to mention too. This was directed by John G. Abelson of Rocky and Karate Kid fame. So, oh wow, yeah. Which Rocky yep. did he do? The first, the original. What's Stallone directed the first? He wrote it. He wrote it. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, well there's, Aaron, there's that. Awesome. Lean on me. <laughs> yeah. So I actually haven't seen this one either. Apologies. Um, two two things that you mentioned, Greg, that really grabbed me. One. Um, like you always a huge fan of when watching an actor come through in a different way than what I grew up knowing him as, mm. you know, a lot of people see, but I mean, Morgan Freeman, you think of Shawshank or you think of him as calm, cool and collected, or you think of him as everybody's uncle or grandfather figure and just the common. Yeah. You think of him as God and just yeah. like, you know, having his voice. So this, this looks like a completely different uh, role for him from that uh, aspect. And um, yeah, I mean, it definitely, I mean, being on Netflix, uh, you know, haven't canceled that subscription yet. So, <laughs> so definitely, I think worth <laughs> checking out uh, for it. And it's interesting um, to me, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. It's interesting to me, just, you know, like I said, just watching an actor before you, you kind of know them. And um, I was going to mention with Chris, I mean, it's uh, I was looking at Morgan Freeman. He's born in 1937. So he is Jesus. about 85 years old. So it's funny that like when he made seven, he was probably just pushing 60. Um, Cause it looks like Morgan did a lot of TV work early in his career. So um, it's just interesting. Like when you, when you think about the movie choices that he's made, it's probably like more safer you know, just easier stuff to get in and do yeah. as opposed to that's, pushing himself to the limits. So. That's wild to think that um, he was born like pre-World War II. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty crazy. So. But how, but the real question is since 1989 to now, how much has he aged? Cause he looks the same. Like, uh, looks, yeah. So it's just, he looks, he's just older. he looks younger in this, like the images, like yeah. the stills, like he definitely yeah, but looks he like he looks older in Shawshank in 94 than he does now. I mean, it's probably hair and makeup styling. I mean, yeah, yeah. I Plus, he's in prison. Imagine being in prison for that long. <laughs> you try to Prisonal get parole agent. and you can't get parole. I mean, come on, Chris. I mean, it's just whatever. Uh, you know what I meant. <laughs> luckily, they let Morgan out so he can make more movies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Uh, all right. Well, definitely, if you guys have not seen it, you, the listening audience, and you, my co-host, go check this out. Uh, Hans, what do you have next? Uh, the last one I have that I'm currently watching before we the uh, we go into another one is uh, the boys season one. Um, I'm sorry. I, that's a typo season two. Um, so mm. I have watched season one. I'm in the middle of season two. Um, so anyone who hasn't watched this, this is actually based on a graphic novel uh, series of comic books. It's basically uh, takes your, um, your cliche superheroes. I, I with uh, the main ones, Homelander, who's basically a Superman type. Um, and they have a couple ones, like a rip off of the flash, like wonder woman type Aquaman. Yeah. And, and Aquaman and it's basically like takes them uh, where you know the first season they're pretty much run by the government and they're run by cities where they're basically traded and they sign contracts kind of like a, you look at like your your sport your famous sports players where they sign contracts with certain cities and they can get traded from like one city to another um, and it revolves around a, a group of the, the they're called the boys that are non-supers that um are trying to stop Homelander, who's or at least take down this this uh, superhero. Group. Yeah, they think he's like um, evil. Yeah, 
Um, or he's more it, nefarious than yeah. it is a very uh it is a very humorous show and it takes the um kind of the superhero genre into a very dark r-rated level which uh you know we don't really see much unless just uh zach snyder's making an r-rated justice league um but other than that i i mean and i outside of like deadpool you don't get really get r-rated superhero movies too much mainly they're like that pg-13 um this is not uh, a not safe for work this is a not not safe for work show um from the very beginning this is a very bloody violent um heavy language show um and you know I've, i'm only on season two uh but i see some images from season three and it just looks like it gets even more crazier viewer discretion heavily advised <laughs> yes so uh don't watch, watch this when the kids go to bed and make sure they're asleep so they don't like sneak down and watch any of this um but the cast is great in this uh you know carl urban is um is one of the leads anthony stars plays homelander carl urban um is leads the group that's trying to stop um stop the superhero group he he's great. Uh, I think he's great in everything he does. I think this role was kind of built for him. Um, I would love to see. He's. He, I I always see it as kind of like he'd be a great Wolverine. Um, but I think he's like too old, and I think this is kind of like the role that like he's gonna end up being known for. Um, but I, I mean, there's another a oh, lot sure. of pe- uh, yeah. There's a lot of people that are in this that you know that you've seen before. Um, like uh, what I, I always forget this dude's name, Jack Doyle. Is it Jack? Oh no, Jack. Um, dude, he's in Scream Five. Whatever his name is, Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. Yeah. Um, he's like a that guy. Um, a couple other people are in this that you've seen. I think the um, uh, there's another one. The first season has um, Elizabeth Shue. Right? Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking of. Like a lot of like, and, and she looks good in it. Um, she looks like she did, like looks good like she did Cobra Kai. For she aged really well. She like did the uh, the opposite of um, Kelly McGillis. Like Kelly McGillis went like she looks like she's eighty now. Um, Elizabeth Shue is looks like Shots she's like fired like no forty five. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly McGillis sorry, is come on the pod, home, just being just like, sorry, man. Kelly, Kelly, you aged a lot. I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, but Elizabeth Shue, if you're listening, you look good. Um, but yeah, no, this is this definitely a uh, a show that uh, I I I don't think this is. I, I feel like they're gonna try and drag this out as long as they can go, and like I haven't Ugh. started season three yet, but I hope I hope this is the kind of show that it that it doesn't end, but they end it on their terms and don't let it drag out. But from what, like I hear of season three, like it just, they just keep taking it up another level, which is what I enjoy. But eventually that like, I mean, you can only jump the shark so many times before it gets you. Mm -hmm. So I know how Greg, you haven't watched any of this, but how you're, you're in on it, right? So I saw the first season and I got to admit, I was a little bit uh, not pulled in. Um, I thought it like it does a lot of the things that you said, but I just felt like once the season first season ended, I wasn't like, I got to see more or like, where are you taking me? Um, and I don't know if that's me. Um, I mean, cause it is, it was pretty good. I, I felt like the quality of it was pretty solid. Like it didn't have that. It's, it's a little bit better than I would say the Netflix um, Marvel shows. Like I, I didn't think very highly of them, even though a lot of people loved them. I felt the quality of those was very small scale. This one definitely feels at least to have a little bit more. Um, and I, I feel as though the actor who does play Homelander is really uh, Anthony Starr. He's really uh, captivating um, and plays that character really well. 
Uh, Carl Urban, I, you know, he, I, I feels like a little bit of one note. Maybe, maybe that changes over the next season too. Um, and Jack Quaid, I think is a good, I think their chemistry was pretty good. And I felt like a lot of the characters were good. It's just, I felt like there wasn't a lot of telling um, of where kind of the story leads. And like you said, Chris, I hope it's just, I hope this is in eight seasons and it's like, we're, you know, no, I hope they do have a, a path and uh, you know, and I'm saying this without watching the other two seasons. So, right. So, I, and there's like a scene and I kind of felt like this is one of the shows that took me like a couple times. Like I had to watch the first two episodes, like maybe two or three times to kind of get into it. But I think it's yeah. like the fourth episode of season one. There's something that there's like kind of like a big scene happens. And I and I, Greg, you haven't watched it, but I I don't want to spoil it. I've seen but it's season like, one. Oh, you have? Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. Okay, spoilers nice. for anyone season listening. Season one, if, brothers. I thought you. Oh, okay. I thought you haven't seen season one. I thought we were just maybe it was something else we were talking about. Um, the plane scene in season one mm-hmm. is that was like the turning point for me, where I was like, all right, this show is like, it's like. It seemed dark in a light way, like it, like a darker type mm. show. But at this point, I'm like, my god, like. I remember sitting there like with my mouth open, like what? Yeah. So I think that was a turning point for me. So anyone listening, like if, if it takes you a little bit to get into it, that, wonder, that was my turning point. I wonder if this show might be better. Like it, when it's over to be like, yeah, I'll watch the boys now. Like, I don't know. I'm just not really. So I feel like this is a show that has its audience. And I think at this point it's season, like it, it is third season. You're not getting new people jumping on. And I, yeah. it's, I feel like their audience is 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 stu- like it's it's kind of like I think like Game of Thrones like as it went on it picked up more of more word of mouth and more people jumped mm-hmm. onto it. I think the boys is is at that stage where they're like, all right, this is our fan base. This is the people that are watching it. Like we're not going to have fifteen million viewers or whatever. I'm just throwing numbers out there. Like we're not going to get to twenty million. It's just going to yeah. consistently stick it where we had it from season one. Mm-hmm. So. Papa, <clears throat> yeah. So, um, I have a little bit of a different reason that I stopped watching, which was about a a year prior to this debuting. It had been announced that it was coming out, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I you know I I had heard of that comic. Let me let me find out what's good with it because I I had never read it." And um, they had a sale on Comicsology. Downloaded the whole series, all of the trades, bada and boom. Oh, yeah. Over the course of like two or three months, I just read the entire series and absolutely loved it. Uh, Season one comes on and it very much keeps the tone of the comics, but they made a lot of changes that I was like, "Eh, I just wasn't a fan of, Um, especially the the big reveal about um, uh, Butcher's wife and and Homelander's son and all of that stuff. Mm. Uh, that didn't happen until the end of the comics. It, like it was a big mystery. Um, so the fact that they just kind of blew that uh, surprise and suspense and all that at the end of the first season was like mind blowing. It's like, well, that should have been built up throughout this whole thing. Like Butcher's origin and and, you know, what had happened in his past and uh, why he was so traumatized about discussing his wife and all that stuff that was. Like that was a running mystery in the comics and you didn't get that until much, much later. So, and I don't know if they did that because they're like, Hey, well, maybe we're not going to get a season two. Let's just throw everything up against the wall yeah. and, you know, hope for the best. 
uh, which, yeah. you know, I, I get, but it just it kind of sucked the air out for me. And I was like, yeah, I mean, the show is fine, but I don't really see a need to continue. Um, I, I keep hearing of the people that watch it. Um, great things. Uh, you know, it seems like they they continue to keep the, the tone of the comics and definitely keep in in some of the uh, the, the more um, outlandish scenes, I guess. But uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't feel a need to continue. And then it's also kind of off putting that I see like spinoff shows come out of it. And that's automatically like a, uh, a trigger warning for me, because like the same thing happened with The Walking Dead. And that also coincided with The Walking Dead's quality going down mm-hmm. because all of a sudden resources are being diverted into two uh, shows instead of one. So what are they know. spinning off from that uh, of the boys? There's yeah. there's a animated show that's out now and they uh, th- I forget what it's called. It's like the boys side tales or something oh, like that. Oh, that. OK. All right. Yeah. yeah. The boys okay. gone wild. I, I yes, forget yes, what it's yeah, called. Yeah. But yeah. I thought okay. there was going to be a Homelander standalone, if I'm not mistaken. But that maybe. was rumored. I mean, yeah, that was okay. rumored. But I, okay, I forgot about the anime. I thought you meant like a live action, like like spinoff of that but i mean like no but i, but I, I know exactly like, what you're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah and it is in universe to my understanding yeah. like it's it's canon to the show so okay yeah so i don't know that that kind of is off-putting to me too but hey for the people that enjoy it i'm happy uh glad you guys like the boys just uh i'm off the ride for now so maybe i'll revisit when the series is done all right uh hands why don't you go ahead and do your next one also I have a next one. Yeah, that was his last one. Isn't there something else that maybe you're not watching, but you're doing? Oh, yeah. Uh, for all you gamer heads out there, uh, <laughs> Horizon Zero or Horizon Forbidden West. Um, the only reason I say that is because if, uh, the reason I'm not catching up with Obi-Wan and Miss Marvel um, <laughs> is uh, is play this game. I, I've, I've This is probably the longest I put into a game since like Stardew Valley, which is absurd. Um, it feels like a movie. I guess that's why I put it on here. So if you if you're on a uh, PlayStation um, again, Horizon Forbidden West, I didn't even play the first game. I, I played like maybe two hours, three hours. Really? Into it. You went in. Yeah, cold? I got into it and I was like, all right, I got to a certain point of the first game. I'm like, this got really hard and I stopped playing. Um, yeah. And then I jumped in and I kind of did a bunch of other things. And, then, you know, of course, I went into Elden Ring, which which challenged me, my my mental state a lot. <laughs> so I need to take a break. So I bought uh, Forbidden West. It's a great guy. Like without playing fully, fully finishing the first one. Um, I think I'm I'm very close to end like beating it. So I'm pretty happy. I love open world games like this. Um, but yeah, if you if you're a gamer, I know how you played some of it. Greg, did you play the first one? I haven't played either. I remember when the first one was like coming out, I was very intrigued by it. And I have heard amazing things. I know, Harry, you've uh, you've mentioned yeah. it. Uh, and uh, I believe your mom also sang its praises. Um, yeah, she loves it. But uh, I just I never kind of found the time to go back because like like everything really with when it comes to content and entertainment there's always just more 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 and uh, you know i build up a backlog of other stuff and it's like i i don't know if i'll ever have a chance to go and and check this out but i've i've heard nothing but fantastic things about well, this and my that. goal is after i finish this i can like go and work on like my actual like movie and tv show backlog and <laughs> and and this is actually going to be a netflix show i think they're turning it into a netflix show That's um in 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 the in the tracks of like the witcher and a couple live other action shows. really uh from what i from what they're working they said they're that working on a live action 
they yeah. they're working on a live action um horizon but i don't know they don't know whether or not, I, I didn't announce a cast or anything mm. i know like the the um the girl who does the um and I, I always forget her name who does the voice of aloy is um she's on mystic or uh, mythic quest she's um the short the the short-haired tester oh, okay um, yeah. yeah but she does a lot of uh, i think she did like the one of the voices in um last of us like she's a, a voice a voice oh, actress okay um so she does a lot of video games but um I don't know if they're going to get like her or someone else, but she doesn't look like Aloy, but yeah, she sounds like her obviously. Hmm. So I would recommend, but if you're, if you look for a good game to play, um, you know, just to, if you're need a break from movies and TVs, this is definitely, it's about a couple, it's about like four months old. Um, so it's still fairly new. Yeah. And I think they're eventually going to release some like down like DLCs in the next couple months. So for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, this is a this is a highly recommended game for me as well. Um, it's just uh, I've taken a break from it. I, I got to a point where I missed a week of like actually playing it, and then uh, just haven't returned. Um, so I was actually ahead of hands, and he's passed me. We're putting his yeah. time, so I'm excited to jump back into it. So we'll see uh, when I do and go from there. But um, yeah, no, highly, highly recommend this one. Um, so, or even the first one, if you haven't played it, it's, it's a deep lore um, for people who enjoy that kind of a uh, game. Also, like open world, so like you can really, yeah, dig, you can really put a lot of hours into this. So, um, yeah, like I said, all this Obi Wan time and, and Miss Marvel, I probably would be caught up if it wasn't for this. All right, hair, what do you got next for us? Yeah, so next on the list, uh, me and me and Greg have, uh, have seen this one, so uh, we'll discuss it. Cha Cha Real Smooth um, just released uh, this past Friday on Apple TV uh, or Apple Plus, I guess it is Apple TV Plus. Um, it's about a young man who works as a bar mitzvah party host, uh, strikes up a friendship with a mother and her artistic or her autistic daughter. Um, this is written and directed by uh, Cooper Rafe, who uh, who did another movie, um, which was a Sundance darling. Uh, which I can't really uh, pronounce here. Um, so yeah, <laughs> S house. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah there you go. So, um, so he, he also wrote and directed this film as well. Um, and this was another Sundance darling. It got bought for $15 million by Apple uh, to acquire the rights to have it. Um, and there was a lot of talk after Coda winning best picture. Like, could this be, you know, a big awards contender, um, coming out over the summer, I guess we'll be interested to see how long it hangs around. Um, but you know, it, it, it's basically, you know, a guy just straight out of college who doesn't really know what to do with his life. Um, he's, you know, 22 years old, he's working a dead end job, um, you know, trying to f- apply for other jobs, but, you know, finding this, this gig is a bar mitzvah kind of host or, um, you know, party, party starter. Um, and, uh, kind of, kind of goes from there. Um, you know, as a, as a white male, I think Cooper Rafe does a, does a pretty good job of touching into that, um, you know, element of being 22 as a white male. Um, my one criticism of the movie though, is I don't know if he spends enough time on the relationships with everyone else in the movie. I I think it's really seen from his perspective and where, you know, he kind of, what he wants to do, um, but I really enjoyed this movie. I'm struggling whether I'm three and a half or four stars on it. Um, but I, I would have liked to maybe seen a focus on, you know, him and him and the character of Lola uh, played by Vanessa uh, Burghardt um, and just kind of diving into that a little bit more. 
Um, Cause I think that's where the movie really uh, excels with him and also with his brother, David. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple other, you know, um, big players in this Leslie Mann, Brad Garrett, and uh, Dakota Johnson plays the, uh, the young woman. Um, well, the older woman who he ends up meeting, uh, who is the mother of the daughter Lola played by Vanessa um, Burghardt. Um, and I, you know, I don't, there, there's a, there's a moment where like, I think you can kind of picture what you want Dakota Johnson to be or what you think she is, you know, you can use your own personal experience to do that, but I don't know how much her character is actually felt out. So again, there could have been another pathway there with that. Um, Leslie Mann plays his mother. Um, you know, there could have been a pathway to kind of talk about that, um, you know, in his dynamic with his, with his mom, who I think deals with either bipolar disorder or something of that nature. So, um, I won't dive too, too much more into it. Um, I would, I would highly recommend it, you know, especially if you have Apple plus as a nice, you know, date night movie, maybe, or something, you know, if you're just looking to throw on, but Papa, what about you? Uh, I know you, uh, you enjoyed this one as well. I did. Yeah. Um, I watched this last night and uh, uh, my wife watched most of it too. She, she was getting kind of tired and she had to call it a night, but, uh, but she really enjoyed what, yeah, she really enjoyed what she saw though. And um, yeah, I just, uh, man, I really, really enjoyed this movie. And the thing for me was uh, all of these characters very felt very down to earth and real. It didn't, they didn't Mm. feel like, actors playing roles it just felt like people that you know and um you know i'm i'm very much into the finding your way uh subgenre or or plot line whatever uh uh type of story um because you know i've been there in my life and you know same thing right around that age so i know what it's like and uh so that that kind of drew me in um cooper rafe i thought was super charming and charismatic just seems like a a really great dude someone you'd like to know not perfect you know he's got his flaws but uh yeah but just in general a really good person the the character he plays anyway yeah Um, yeah yeah so i i really liked it i like the interplay between all the characters uh lola and and domino played by dakota johnson and domino and uh andrew and andrew and david like you had said um Highly recommend. I I ended up going with four stars for this. And this was one of those ones Harry, I was in the same boat as you. I was teetering between three and a half and four. And it's like, Mm. yeah, maybe this isn't like the most technically impressive movie, but I just, I really, really dug it. And let me, let me throw it a bone and give it the extra half star. So I went with four. All right. Good talk. (laughs) I was going to say like, it kind of it kind of felt like a very you know typical I guess smaller movie to me like with yeah. with some of the beats and like I said I would have maybe preferred if they had committed to like one storyline to kind of focus on and develop the relationship there with that because like there's the the relationship with his stepdad played by Brad Garrett the mother his brother Domino Lola mm-hmm. his job like and it. And and it, it, it kind of touches a little bit on everything. And I'm, I'm not saying like, I, I feel like I'm being negative when like, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I just wish like if they had focused on Andrew and Domino's, like, you know, more 
dialogue or more connection with that and like what because i don't know what domino's story is mm-hmm. like they kind of piece it together but i don't know what her motivations and like her her story is of like what does she do all day like what is what are her thoughts and feelings you really get it from the character played by cooper cooper rafe andrew's perspective of just like what his wants and desires are um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i found it very relatable as somebody who worked at a corporation uh, when they were 22 and uh didn't really know what they wanted out of life. So, um, yeah, I will say one other thing, too, is this while this movie is not the same as Coda, it kind of is in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, that's why I think a lot of people had high, high, you know, thoughts on it. Right. And and don't get me wrong. I I liked Coda a lot. I think I rated that four stars also. But um, I would like to see Apple TV do something different now. Like uh, you've shown mm. me, you can nail this family drama type. Yeah. Uh, you can overpay coming to, of to age stuff. Of movie. Yeah, like you nailed it. Good, good job. So let me see what else you can bring. Yeah. Big Hands, show. any thoughts on Cha Cha? Yeah. Uh, no, I have not seen it. I, I don't <laughs> know if I will see it because I've been. I, I the fact that you kind of compared to coda i've been wanting to watch coda mm-hmm. i haven't yet um so i'm oh, sure you would after... like coda. yeah and i i've i from what i've like read about it and, and heard about it it sounds like something that's like right in my wheelhouse but um you know with cha-cha i'll i'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll watch coda first since that's on my backlog um first and then i will jump into it but this does sound like and and harry you know like you had said, working at a corporation at the 22, like I, <laughs> I, after I graduated college, I still worked for the same corporation until I was, I don't even know how, how much older, yeah. um, but it was, it was a while. So I, you know, it, it, those kind of movies I, I, I do. And those stories I do enjoy uh, and kind of seeing them, you know, how they play out. So I would, I'll, I'll check this out uh, with both of your recommendations. If you both give it and, in the uh, four area. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna finish up with saying I really enjoyed Dakota Johnson in this. Like I feel like there's an element where like Kristen Stewart was like very categorized with Twilight, where like Dakota Johnson got like categorized with fifty shades. And it's like I feel like I don't know, just her character and her uh really, really intriguing to me to watch on screen. So I hope uh she gets to do either more stuff like this or more stuff that allows her to show off her talents. I, I, the last time I saw her, uh, the last thing I actually, well, she was in that, that Olivia Coleman movie, the, the lost daughter, which I think that movie was, yeah. Uh, if we're going to be honest, garbage other than Olivia wow. Coleman. Um, and then bad times at El Real, I saw like the first third of that movie and she was pretty good in it. I just had to finish watching it, but yeah. Mm. Peanut butter Falcon. She was, uh, she was good. In oh, it. I want to watch that. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the final thing, which is stranger things uh we're gonna the final thing yes the final thing even though it's not the final thing it's not even the final thing for this season uh but we're gonna talk about you know just a, a brief brief recap of um season four so- thus far uh obviously we've got the uh finale coming up but uh uh when last we spoke about stranger things um hands you and i had finished uh what had been released so far, but since then, Harry, you've caught up. So do you want to kind of take the reins and, and talk about oh. your thoughts on this? I don't know if you guys want me to do that. Um, <laughs> so bring it, baby. I I've caught up on stranger things. I, I remember Hanratty's uh, praise of uh, being one of his favorite things. Um, I'm not wrong. 
I, well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> my, so I'm funny. I'm looking at the poster right now and it has such a game of Thrones, like, or like Marvel movie vibe to it. Just looking at it. Uh, my biggest problem with this series is I don't think they allow the kids to have enough fun. Um, and they focus way too much on the sci-fi garbage parts of it, as I've mentioned on our hot takes podcast. Um, but the, the episodes for me felt very much like the Marvel shows do. You know, they, they made most of these episodes an, an extra 45 minutes. I guess they were usually 45. Now they're like more like an hour and 15 um, for a majority of the episodes or just over an hour. And I, they felt very bloated to me. Um, and they felt very much like, hey, we're going to get to this point or like we're leading towards this. Um and we'll tell you next episode in the next hour. Um, I, I, I would have been interesting. And this is just me, you know, as a storytelling choice, interested if they had done um, like episode one on, you know, the the hopper plot line and led up to a certain point and then, you know, um, jumped into the California, you know, family with Will and Eleven and done that up to a certain point and lost they style kind of just yeah and then just kind of piece it like together in the final episode of like we're all they're all at the same place here we go mm-hmm. um i don't know if that would have been effective because sometimes it is one of those things where like you're watching hopper in russian jail and you're like dude can we like it's taking him forever to get out of here how's he gonna get out of here um the and maybe I don't know if that bloat is a little bit like I do enjoy, you know, seeing the the characters that, you know, and, and love, you know, like I'm thinking about uh, Maya Hawke's character. Um, I'm forgetting the name of her right now. Um, Nancy. Yeah. Na- uh, Robin. Robin. Maya Hawke. Uh, right, 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 okay. No, I'm sorry. Robin. Yeah. I thought you were talking about and, Nancy. you know, like I enjoy Sadie Sinks, Max. And I mean, the wife's a big fan of Joe Curious, Steve mm-hmm. um, and watching him and him and Dustin together. Um, and you know, there's, there's the kind of the romance between him and Nancy with Steve, like, you know, are they, what's going on here? You know, where's, where's Jonathan? Um, and I just, um, I, I felt like watching it, like it was fine. I, I'm not going to go to like bashing it because I do think it is fun. And I do kind of, um, like where they kind of took the second half of the, of the season where they went with the villain, but it, it very feel very much feels like just a repetition at this point of each season. Um, as I mentioned, watching the recap video, it's very bloated for season two and three um, with a lot of things happening. And it's just a repeat of like, Hey, here's the new villain, which is the same villain and the upside down, but he wasn't here before, but now he's here. Um and we'll, I'll be interested to see how they how they close this out, because this is kind of the first villain with a personality. Um, and that cameo you guys mentioned uh, with with Robert England, mm. uh, I uh, didn't really care for it. Uh, didn't really? really. I just I, I mean, it was, I, it was cool, like but um, like I'm not taking away from that, but I wasn't like, oh, my God, it's it's Freddy Krueger. He's he look, look at all this cool stuff, like the nostalgia for me doesn't hit that way. And mm. I hate that stuff. Mm. Um, and I get like the like and I think half of this production for the show goes to like we need to make everything look like the 80s, which is like fine. But um, it's just so funny to me that it's just like this serotonin hit of like now we're adding this 80s character. Remember him? Yeah. Did you know who that was? We'll put it at the end of the credits of the episode. Robert England's here. Oh, yay. Um, 
So there's that element for it. I mean, I'm excited for the last two episodes to see if um, I feel any differently because we are, we we've done this before where we've talked about something when it's not finished and mm-hmm. I'm trying to be fair to that point um, with it. And I know there's going to be a full other season. So I, I know that'll involve a time jump. So what does that mean? Where do we go from there? But um, a lot of this feels very one notey to me, very similar to the other seasons. It just, I feel like there's points of it, as you guys mentioned, where it's like, hey, four or five storylines, which one do you like? Which one do you put up with? And which one is just like, when are we going to get to the resolution here? So mm-hmm. um, I'll toss it to you guys, whoever wants to take it on. On on, Am I wrong here? Like, do am I, I mean. No, but like, I, I don't, I would say like, you're not wrong, but like, I, I understand like your criticism with it. But I, my, my main question was that now that you're finished, like, were you like, and going back to like the whole villain with a personality, like, did you and <laughs> and and Jill like see that ending coming? Um, so that's tough for me to say because I feel like I saw something uh, on Twitter about it. Okay, but All it right. also it also felt like one of those things where it's the monster is not if this is a person and was a person, it has to be somebody we already have seen. So there is that element of like, it's like you can kind of start deducing it. And I think right before the reveal, you know, Jill did kind of always is, is, you know, um, for the ones who haven't seen, I'll save it just in case if you're, you know, an episode right away. Um, But like there is a reveal and you're like, oh, this math adds up for it. Um, Right. There's also and there's also a show which I don't think we've ever talked about on here. Maybe I did uh, called Dark on Netflix which involves time travel and involves um, a cave that like involves kind of something with deep, dark secrets and a town with deep, dark secrets. And it's funny because there's so many kind of correlations and pins that I could put into this season of stranger things and throw into dark, like dark goes from like the eighties to the fifties. And like at some point to like the twenties and it's like, I'm waiting for the twenties to show up in the show and just be like, you sons of guns because i'll be really upset but it's like there's a time jump in this where it's like hey back in the 50s there used to be this problem and like there's that in dark and there's a villain in dark and it ends up being you know similar to the reveal in this and i'm not trying to spoil that show because i think you guys should check it out but um it's uh yeah i don't know I'm, i'm excited to see the last two episodes and see what they end up doing because maybe they'll surprise me maybe they'll be one of these kids uh, actually bite it for once instead of them all <laughs> like i just i sat around looking and being like it's the stranger things kids like don't worry we'll solve it we got it the like the looks they give each other when like they're they're talking and like one of them sees the other like i when nancy shows up and sees all of them there and it's like don't worry the stranger thing kids are here nancy we're with you we know what's going on we'll explain it all and it's like dude it's like so maybe one of these kids will bite it and I'll actually be upset about it. You know, maybe it won't just be Billy this time. So I, I have heard that dark is basically German stranger things as it was uh, better than stranger. Things. Someone, someone's incredible. someone, someone this guy said how, like I, I, someone at brought up dark and I said like, you know what, like what's it about? They're like, it's German stranger things. I will tell you hands dark would blow your mind. You would absolutely be, you feel overwhelmed. Now you go watch dark. And start, you'll you'll look like Charlie Day in that episode of Sonny when he's talking about Pepe Silva. Like you won't have <laughs> a chance to like try and explain that show. You'll be baffled. So, It'll, so it's as someone who's insane, someone who's known me for most of my adult life, 
you think yeah. I will enjoy the show? Dark, I think you will hate watch it. You'll enjoy it so much. Okay. You'll be like watching it where you'll be like, dude, I can't keep it all together. I can't keep it all straight. I got to get like a notebook. A and start like, oh, dude, 100%. <laughs> you got to get a notebook. They're so, oh, it's so good. Do you want, I would do you want me to, do you want me to get a notebook and watch dark and try and like hundred percent? I'll, 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 I'll make a diary of me watching dark yeah. and give it to you. You got to go, uh, you got to go German with American subtitles. So I think that's the way I think they, yeah, I think I, I started dubbed. watching it. I started watching yeah. it before my subtitles love. And I said, I don't yeah. feel like reading and I turned yeah. it off. This is, I would, I would highly suggest it. It's, uh, it's, right, a, it's a German with English subtitles. And you All can't right. take a break. I got to admit that if you take like a week off of a season, you're gonna be you're gonna be. How many seasons four. are there? I think there's like four. Okay. All right. I'll make it's, a note. It, I'll, I'll buy a notebook just for dark. All right. I'm telling you. Yeah. Let's right. turn this into a dark conversation. Papa, where where are you at on my thoughts on Stranger Things? Where where are you at? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm you know fairly aligned with you. I think it was good, and I enjoyed it, but it definitely had um a a decent amount of things that I also wasn't a fan of. Uh, I think the thing I keep coming back to most of all, though, is I just I really don't like the villain Vecna. I just um, mm. yeah. Th- so there's two things that really like stand out for him uh, with me. And the first thing is he just comes across as like very cheesy. I don't know why, but like cheesy when he's like Billy, Billy, like, you know, and it, it, when he's like stalking them in their dreams or whatever which is crazy because like i love freddy krueger and i love the nightmare on elm street movies and this is heavily influenced by them but i just i I think that tie-in was pretty cool with the robert i was giving that a lot of crap but i thought that was kind of like hey here's a dream you know arc that we're kind of focused on and um using him in that kind of makes a sense to me yeah but vecna like he just i don't know he looks just like a big old burn victim or something like i don't know oh, well he doesn't yeah i mean i don't mean to be insensitive or anything it's just like he's not he's not a scary design i guess and then well, the delivery of the, the lines powers, yeah it doesn't scare me either and i guess that kind of ties into my second point which is i understand that they had to do something different because the last three seasons whatever the big threat was it's always kind of these like mindless creatures yeah, but I, I find those scarier because it's like it's the same thing with like Alien, the Xenomorph from Alien. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you can't bargain with it. It's just a force of nature that's going to keep hunting you until you get right. away or you eliminate it. And so I, I find that more menacing. Meanwhile, Vecna, it's like, oh, you know, you're you're having banter back and forth with him. And, you know, he's kind of yeah. doing a, a t- I can already t- see it now where he's going to kill one of the kids yeah. and somebody ends up talking like to him for too long and somebody ends up saving because. Yeah, I'm sure when there will be a showdown between him and L, there will be some long soliloquy yeah. and and monologue. And it's just like and I, the two and a half um, hour uh, season finale. Right. So. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I think you're you're on point with uh you know a lot of your criticisms. I, I'm still invested and and yeah. looking forward to uh well we'll get into that. But uh but either way, you know, it's it's a very mixed bag for me. Still would recommend, yeah. but just know there's there's we'll see how it closes out. We'll see how it closes out for sure. I think I think Vecna was more of a like a meant like I think he was more terrifying when he was like working as the orderly 
for one. And mm-hmm. I don't think he was, I think he was more terrified. I think, I think like Vecna, like his character is on, like, I understand it, like his, his intentions and everything. And I thought, I honestly think he would like, he scared the hell out of me at first, but I think like, as I, I think that scene, like in the finale with him and L and then you start realizing, like putting the pieces together of like who Vecna really is. Like, I feel like the orderly, he's creepy. Like he scared me more as that character than he did for like after it was revealed that it was that like the upside down Vecna. But, right. I just uh I'd like to point out five minutes ago Harry tap dancing around <laughs> it and then he's just blowing it out of the water. <laughs> what? The, the identity oh, of I, Vecna. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Here you go. Look, part two's coming out next weekend. Uh the order yeah. is Vecna, yes. number one. And yeah. um his name it's uh what, whatever his name is, uh Dude, Victor Creel. Full bore. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry, uh, um, it's all good. Spoilers. Whatever his name is, uh, not not Victor Creel, uh, <laughs> something Creel. Uh, yeah, it, it's Freddy Krueger's son. Spoiler. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. I, I I didn't. I lost. No, I just felt like he was point. more terrifying as the orderly than than he was like in the Upside Down. And I, and whether or not like I thought his whole showdown with L in the whatever the hospital or whatever mm-hmm. was was actually pretty intense. And like his whole monologue that mm-hmm. he does is like. The way he delivers it is like is that guy's a real like he's a creepy actor and I like, that's the I, dude I they should have had playing Carnage. Mm. Yeah, he'd be good actually. No, instead we got Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Um. But no. But like I I think that I I don't I looked at his IMDb like he's he's like known as like Twilight fame and he did like voices for Thomas and Friends from Thomas the Tank Engine. So yeah, there's that. And he played a young Grindelwald in in one of the Harry Potter movies. Um, but I, I'm excited to see where they're going for part two. I think from, I mean, it's going to be like four hours long, the last two episodes. So they, they're going to deliver. I, I hope, um, they released the second trailer, I think yesterday or the, not or watching. um, I wouldn't knowing you with trailers, they don't spoil anything, but it's, it's pretty, it, it looks like it's going to get really wild. Oh, uh, listen, it's a, it's like a week away. I'll wait. Yeah, I, just, I didn't like, bother yeah, watching. I, I I watched it only because that's how I am, and uh, I, I have no patience. So um, yeah, I'm excited for it. So, all right. Well, speaking of, I know we're running long here, but we're gonna just very, very, very super. <laughs> Are briefly. we? Yes. No. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> hey, we love to give you guys content. We know we're only around <laughs> once every two weeks, so give you guys something to chew on. Uh, so let's let's just briefly talk real quick about what we're looking forward to um, for the rest of the summer. For me, Stranger Things finale coming up uh, July 1st, for sure. Uh, definitely curious to see how they wrap up the season. Uh, coming up this weekend on 624, Elvis. Uh, Beth- Baz Luhrmann's new flick. Jesus. Have fun. Yeah, you know, hey, look, I, I, I'm fully aware that this could be abysmal, but yeah. I think it looks fun, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes, and I don't care about Tom Hanks. Actually. I'm happy. I'm, I'm into you. it. I'm happy. I haven't, I haven't even seen the trailer for this, so I know nothing. I like all I know is like it was supposed to like they were hyping it up like so. And I know Greg, you, I think on our most anticipated for 2022, you had put this on here. I did, and I, I haven't seen anything for it, but I've heard Tom Hanks is his accents a little. Um, <laughs> People just they hate on Tom what Hanks. they're not used to, you know. Like, I, exactly. Hey, like, hey. The yeah, player I, hate his ball. Exactly. You can give him like a Russian accent as long as he's like, it doesn't, whatever. I, yeah. I, Look, I you care. know, people, people crapped on him for uh, Lady Killers too. And if you actually watch Lady Killers, it's, Lady a, it's Killers a pretty is, funny movie. It's an underrated gem. Absolutely. 
and so the last thing I'm looking forward to, of course, you know, I could not not mention it. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, July 8th. Ticket secured. Like, dude, counting down the days. Cannot wait. Uh, this is a, a culmination of, uh, you know, or a, a reproduction of Jason Aaron's magnum opus run on thor and really really looking forward to uh seeing how they pull off all this fantastic stuff uh hands how about you what are you looking forward to for the rest of the summer uh i as well stranger things next week um it, it's a very tough tough weekend for me it's my son's third birthday so i have to pick to watch either stranger things the second half or spend time with my my child on his third birthday so you know the right choice is clear yeah yeah, yeah. i know it's stranger, stranger things, things. Uh, yeah <laughs> It's also uh, Spend time with your son. Uh, no. July 1st is already like one of my favorite days before my son was born. Cause uh, for all you sports fans, it's Bobby Benilla day who uh, hey. Bobby Benilla gets paid by the Mets uh, every year, like $1.7 million for doing Life. nothing. How many, yeah, in, how many years? He hasn't he played in like that? 20 years. Uh, I don't know. I think he has like another 20 left. Um, <laughs> they'll, let us, they'll let us know on July 1st. <laughs> it's, it's literally, it's literally my favorite sports day ever. Um, other than the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. And my son was born on that, and we have Stranger Things Part 2. Um, other is Umbrella Academy Season 3, which dropped today. Uh, anyone who's had does not know what the Umbrella Academy is, it's like basically, I compare it to like a PG-13 version of The Boys. Um, it's definitely a, a darker take on superheroes, but... Um, not as dark as as the boys. There is some some foul language, some pretty violent stuff in it, but it's a it's a fun story. And of course, I put Thor: Love and Thunder on there, which I know we will all be seeing each other that day. Um, which is the eighth? Is it the seventh or the eighth? Seventh. Well, we'll see what day you're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be the seventh. Yeah, Harry, yeah. Harry, I know Harry bought our tickets. He probably bought one. Just for the next day it. without everyone else. Don't worry about it. Just, just for me. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, as we talked about a lot of stuff uh, remaining in the summer. I mean, I always am surprised at the couple things that end up showing up that none of us talk about. And then we end up circling back on. But one thing for me is Better Call Saul, the second half, similar to Stranger Things. They're dropping it in two parts. Uh, I still also have to watch the first half because I don't have AMC available on my subscription service for the cable that I pay for. Uh, so I have to work on that. Um, Thor love and thunder on one condition that this actually moves along the big picture of the Marvel cinematic universe. That is what I'm excited for. Let me know, Kevin Feige, when I should expect it. Uh, I feel like you wouldn't be saying that now if there wasn't something coming up the pike soon. Um, but maybe it won't be this movie, but I hope it is. Um, and then oh, hold finally, on, hold on, real quick. Yeah. So even if this turns out to be a good movie, but doesn't advance the overall arc, you're gonna hold it against it. Um, no, I okay. just won't be. I'll be disappointed and let down that we're still being dragged along here. Gotcha. Um, in so, the overall perspective, like it probably, hopefully, will be just as good as Ragnarok. Although I feel as though there's gonna be some disappointment there because one, it's a little bit shorter, and two. You know, maybe it goes in a direction that not many people are super excited about, but mm. that's just me assuming and guessing um, because everybody has so much love for Ragnarok. Mm. Uh, and then finally, nope. Uh, the second trailer drop for this, I purposefully avoided it. Um, even when I'm sitting in the theater, I literally just hummed to myself and I opened my phone and I stared at it. Um, and then my buddies look at me and say, what are you doing? And I say, I'm not watching this trailer. Um, I understand I could just get up and walk out. Um, but you know, when you're seated already and like you're comfortable, it's like how yeah. many more trailers are left? 
Like, what's going to happen? What if I step out? Am I going to miss Nicole Kidman? Say, welcome to the movies, everyone. Have a great time. <laughs> I don't want to miss that. That's how you know the movie's starting. Um, but, you know, again, this could be another one that maybe I'm hyping up for myself. That could be a letdown, but I'm super excited for it. I'll be there night one once tickets uh, go on sale. I don't think they have yet. Um, IMAX, let's do it. Jordan Peele, uh, keep making content, keep making original things. Uh, that's what it's all about for me. Cool. I still haven't seen the other Jordan Peele movies. Get out or what uh, was the other one? Us, us, us. Yeah, yeah I've not seen yeah. this. Yeah, you I don't should know. Definitely... You should correct that. Yeah, I've only seen one scene of Get Out, and it's with the the guy running towards like the camera, and he just makes the quick, yeah. the quick cut. That's all yeah, you I've should seen definitely. I mean, I'll be interested to see what you think because I think watching that movie in a theater, um, and even the theater I watched it in was like kind of small, but like yeah, was crowded, and it like I don't know. I'll be interested to see what your thoughts are when you watch okay. it. One. I got to find it on streaming somewhere. It'll it. probably be up soon cool all right well we are gonna wrap it up uh hands anything for the peeps nope uh like i said uh all the content that's out there uh you know see if there's anything that we're missing or anything that any of the listeners that you're excited about Mm -hmm. that's coming up i know there's a lot i I keep seeing new shows that pop up either on like apple or amazon and i you know it just there's a lot so uh if you're already watching it then uh, let us know. And if it's something that, you know, piques our interest, we'll jump into it. Harry, anything for the peeps? Yeah. I mean, Hey, keep enjoying the summer. If you have a chance to enjoy nice weather, if it's nice and not super hot around you, feel free to do so. Throw the pod on at the beach, you know, put your mm-hmm. AirPods in, just let our voices flow through you as you walk down and the, the wave crash your feet and hand ready has another terrible take on stranger things. <laughs> um, so, but I appreciate you guys sticking around and listening. What? Man, that's it's a whole vibe what? right there. I'm what? into that. He took me to the beach. Uh, yeah, everybody, enjoy your summer. Hopefully, uh, you have a fun one. Schools are out now, so if you have kids, enjoy their company. Uh, More content coming, baby. Yes, plenty of content, as it were. Thank you guys so much for sticking around with us, as always. Make sure you live spicy. Spicy.